0: Welcome back, everyone, to the HRL Touch'em All podcast. I am your producer, Hove, and I'm joined by my co-host, Syke. Welcome, everyone, to Sykes 5, the legend lineup of the HRL. Welcome to anyone sitting at home listening. Welcome to all HRLers out there. Sibby, just introduce us. What are we doing here? We're starting off a week like this we're a little bit earlier than when you guys will be hearing these this episode but this is going to kick off our five-day podcast legend lineup some of the most legendary players throughout hrl history and current players and yeah it's like let me know about it
1: yeah good to be back um i hope everybody had a great holidays we're recording this kind of in between christmas and the new year um and so it's a great time of year um like I said, hope everybody had a good holiday. And So what we're doing here is I kind of brought an idea up to Hove, kind of when he initially told me about wanting to help out with the podcast and do some stuff in the off-season and see where it goes, I had a good idea thinking, you know, there are so many legends in this league, if we could just talk to maybe even a fraction of them, you know, I think that would be so insightful, not just to us as listeners and us as ultimately the producer you know, and the co-host here, but... You know, everybody who listens to this podcast cares about the HRL, cares about Wiffleball as a sport, and I just want to bring them the best possible um, content. So I think what we have for you guys today and, and this full week is just going to be nothing short of tremendous, and um, I can't wait for you guys to
0: finally hear it. Yeah, definitely. And we have it started off with, in my opinion, it was the first, first grouping that I knew we were both going to agree on right away. We knew we wanted to have truck on, you know, being the the man who created the league, but this was the episode that I was most looking forward to, and I think we both were, Um, just having been teammates with a couple of these gentlemen, and just the insane history behind all the stuff that we're going to dig in on this podcast today, so should we introduce our guests, or? Let's get into it. Okay. Well, first, we have... Let's say Father Time of the HRL. (laughs) His name is Palpatine. Yes, like the Star Wars evil character. Steve Payne. See, he's been in the league for 16 years, a four time HRL champion, a four time HRL champion, six time All Star. The man's got 104 career wins on the mound, which is seventh all time, a 1.88 career ERA. His career has spanned many eras and basically multiple decades and has encompassed so much of the history of the HRO. Main notable teams, Rockies, Reds, now Baby Cakes,
2: we have Palpatine. How are we doing, my man? Good. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing next year. I want to send a big thank you to Turek. I've had the most fun these last 16 years and... Track it's you and everybody else who's followed on. I love that. That's great. I love starting out like that.
0: Okay. So we have Palpatine. We have his longtime teammate, Dr. Seuss, Mr. Zach Eustis. How are we doing, sir? Eustace. Good. Eustace. <laughs> it's okay, no. You know what you're for, we'll get it. And that's the name that I'm used to saying in my head when I'm sitting <laughs> at home. It's been a while since I've seen you. Um he's an HR champion. An eight, like The epitome of what it means to be an HRL champion, he's won it four times, he's got two MVPs under his belt, as a lot of us know, he's a 10-time Wiffle winner, he's got 10 World Series appearances, again, Rockies and Reds with Palp, alongside Palp, and now the Baby Cakes, as we all know. Dr. Seuss, good to have you here, as always. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my name is Dr. Seuss.
3: I am thrilled to be on this podcast with you all this evening, so Mm. thank you for having me. Our
0: pleasure, our pleasure. It's like, who do we got else? We have have a third man on this podcast with us.
1: And if you're this far in um, and you know anything about anything, um, you can probably guess who the third guest is, although maybe a lot of you guys weren't expecting to hear from him again. Um, Too bad, you're going to hear from him today. And that guest is none other than Spoon, Steve's son, Brian Payne. Um, he did about five, six uh, league seasons. He amassed three atrial championships with the Reds from 20 or 2007 to 2009, in which he also was a two-time MVP. He's the type of player to dominate in any era, and if he played another, let's say, two or three years, I think it'd all be consensus that he's the greatest player of all time, mm-hmm. some of the greatest moments of all time in league history. Um, I never played with him, played against him, saw him play, and vice versa, but Just the videos do it such justice, and it's just truly an honor to be in the presence of somebody, you know, with so much history and so great. So, Brian, how are you
4: tonight? I'm great. Nobody talks about me like that anymore. (laughs) I'm not not sure it's deserved, but uh, very kind, really thrilled to be here. Never get to talk about wiffle this long. Uh, It's a pleasure. Uh, And it'll be fun to talk about uh, the sport with some, you know, the next generation of, of great players, so... Thanks for having me, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, mostly gentlemen, and my wife and Twizzler. Hope you have a good time.
1: Shout out <laughs> Twizzler. Yeah. Twizzler, important to do. She'll be listening. She'll
0: shout out all the women in all of our lives, and who any of them that may be listening, and absolutely any of them that are in the league too. Right on. Um, well, first off, I you know, let's just get it's hard started. to it's hard to follow up such so an intro like uh, this. Yeah, yeah, wow. I'm kinda starstruck. Three of the best that. players to ever play in the HRL. Let's just establish that also immediately. So we have a lot to talk about. Let's just start from the beginning.
1: Yeah. You know? Spoon, um to kinda of touch on you first. How I got to know you and what kind of brought me to this league was watching 2008, and watching that World Series clip and ultimately Game 7. For those of you that don't know, newer teams, newer guys to the league, in 2008, um, Spoon hit a walk-off home run in Game 7 of the World Series in the 17th inning of the World Series while, correct me if I'm wrong, also pitching a gem on the mound. Mm -hmm. Can confirm. Can confirm. (laughs) So, I mean, you did it all that night, and ultimately it's one of your three championships for the viewers out there that don't know you much, and honestly, I think Hov you and I are, are one of or yeah. two of them. Just talk a little bit about you and, and who you are as a guy, and, and your you know experience in the league. Just let us get to know you a little better before we start.
4: Sure. Uh, well, I'm old now, so uh, <laughs> we when we started, we were we were young, and uh, I've been friends with Zach since since college, and that was great. Um, I have two daughters now, but. Uh, I still follow sports a lot. I think I've already embarrassed myself by being a little bit too statistical uh, with Second Hope, but... Uh, <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah. I I mean, I just love to play sports. I love to play games. I love being a teammate. I mean, so this was... This was uh, probably the greatest sporting experience of my life. Um, the most fun, by far. I think okay. it's safe to say. If, um, so... Yeah, I live in Cleveland now. People probably don't know that. Um, I went to law school and then I went to work in politics. So uh, a lawyer who works for the government, not very popular outside of the wiffle ball. Area. <laughs> um, yeah, not that much to know. I'm really thrilled to be back in Minnesota. I wish it was more permanent. Mm-hmm.
0: You you were telling us a little bit before the podcast how you guys started playing wiffle ball together. Or how, yes. Like how did you kind of get into the HRL then or truck or, or should we? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great segue. That's a good question. Yeah, I should not
4: talk about being a um, lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I got into the HRL. It sounds like kind of the same way you guys did. Sure. We, my my buddy Jolly Red. If anybody remembers Jolly Red, good hitter Thomas, um, and I played a ton of wiffle ball one summer. He got really into it. It was super fun. And then we had no outlet, so we found the HRL on the internet, and the website was gold. And we watched all the videos, and we knew the. People and the personas, we knew who was good and the stats, and then we had to wait a whole year to play in it. But we were able to play in Wifflin' for Wishes, I think the inaugural. Mm-hmm. Zach, is that right? First one. That? So 2005. 2005. Yeah. We're, what are we, a year out of college?
3: You were, yeah, I'd graduated yeah. that spring. You graduated, you graduated, graduated
4: a year earlier. Uh, and then we, yeah, so we, it was, it was bizarre because we went into that tournament super excited. Um, But nobody knew who we were, and we, you know, I'm pointing out players. It's a little bit embarrassing for us, honestly.
0: No, yeah, that's how I felt when my one of my first tournaments, that was my first time seeing HRL guys, was with him for wishes that he brought me to. So it was definitely like that, also. You know, even John, that Epstein guy that we mentioned, who's our age. He was someone that I look up, looked up to at the time, too, but it's funny now because we're all... Who ultimately got us both into the league on his yeah, so. yeah. yeah. And hearing about all three of you, for example, for both of us while coming in the league, and now we've, we're have we meeting you, we've played with both of you. I'm your teammate now, currently, mm-hmm. so that
5: mm-hmm.
0: uh, definitely comes in with, with guys that you first should see in the
2: league when you first come in. We should mention that they practiced all summer before it, the, oh, the yeah. first tournament with really? sanded balls. So wow. And so I felt lucky if I made contact, you know, trying to hit against him.
3: Yeah, for some reason we thought that, like, we could sand the balls, we could throw as fast as we wanted to, and that we could, like, tape the barrels of the bats. So, like, all summer we would play wiffle ball and call up our friends and say, like, hey, do you want to come over and play some wiffle ball? And we'd play over at, like, Concordia, mm-hmm. which is, like, two blocks from where we are right now, um, just, like, set up a field in the outfield there. And it would usually be, like... Boone and I would just be throwing, like, as hard as we could (laughs) against each other, and we'd invite our friends to, like, come out and spend the afternoon playing wiffle ball, Mm. and then we'd throw, like, 75-mile-an-hour, like, breaking pitches. So, like, you were usually the only person that would get a hit.
4: Yeah, the game would go 15 innings and be 0-0. We alienated most of our friends. Yep, none of them wanted to keep playing. And none of them made
1: it to the HRL? That's correct. (laughs) Okay.
3: It did help, though, when we got to Wilfen for Wishes, and we are like, oh, there's, like, a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit... Um, mm. their brand new wiffle balls, like it made hitting a lot easier. Pitching was, yeah. was still yeah. tough, but. So what did yeah. you
0: guys think then, I like, coming off of that, the rules in the HRL coming to that and just the appeal of the HRL in the league when you guys came in?
3: I mean, I would, start with like that Wilfen for Wishes tournament was like to date still one of like my favorite
1: mm. days of life. That like, was a blast. It was <laughs> so much fun. in the fun. hot
4: tub 10 feet back there. Yep. Yeah. With the trophy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But
1: oh, oh. talk the viewers and us two
0: through that day then. You guys won in what, what that, year? Did you guys... That year, 2005. Oh, the inaugural year. Yes. You guys won, Who? As one team? It, team? Was <laughs> it was
3: just the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> team Chach. Team Chach. So we. Team, the the team round round, just
4: Team Chach. We had polo shirts and we popped the collars. Yep. Uh, back when that was an ironic send up of Chach's. Now yep. that's like 30 years old. I do that mm-hmm. now. Uh, we. The first couple games were there was like a team of six year olds and their kids, and that was great. We, we you know, we were like twenty four and in it to win it. <laughs> and Seuss was throwing cheddar. <laughs> yeah, you know, they had a gun. Yeah. Zach says, "Sit down, bitch, to a seven year old." <laughs> no. uh, so sorry. Uh, so we win a couple games. That's not hard. And then is it our last round robin or our first playoff game? First playoff against game against
3: the
2: X. Against the X, which were the Expos. Okay. Like. Mm-hmm. At the time, team. very,
4: very good team. Best hitter in the league. J-J's also, team. the
2: last HRL team left in Wifflin for Wishes at that time, right? That's true. Everybody That's right. right. They eliminated. were all eliminated. Mm. Possibly because they were a little drunk. Right. And so <laughs> all of the HRLs <laughs> yes. who
4: had been eliminated were at the Saints Stadium up in the stands above the field, drunkenly heckling the game, which was an the, awesome th- accident.
0: That, that inaugural tournament was at the Saints Stadium. Midway Stadium. stadium yeah, the, whole, wow. the Saints'
3: old stadium. We were
0: playing in the
1: outfield. So you had a full... You know, viewing party to watch you guys go progress through. What, di- what day of the week yeah. was it on Saturday?
0: Oof. Oh, wow. so so guys like, were drinking a little bit, yeah. Oh, so, course, like, the yes. HRLers,
3: like, when they got eliminated, would like go up onto this balcony that overlooked the fields and were like drinking and heckling. And so, we're losing to the Expos in this elimination game three to two, I think, or maybe it was three to three, no, tied three, three to two. You're I don't right. know. Um, and Palpatine. Steps up and crushes a game winning walk off home run into the HRL like cheering section off of Jay to like win the game. Oh Jay a...
2: struck me out seven times on that curveball in the like the eighth try. That was yeah. to win the tournament though, yeah, too? to, no, the, to or, win the quarterfinal. Oh, god, gotcha. I, I was like 0 for 7 against him. Oh, god.
4: And then by the way, the skies opened up, it was pouring rain. The next team just left. That's true. Our semifinal team. Because it was like a legit. We scored four and they left. And then the Mm -hmm. next team we beat 10 2. There was no climactic game except the X game. Okay. And then someone stole the trophy. I mean, from what you
1: guys said, that was last HRL, current HRL team in the tournament. Yep. You know, you never know who you'll see along the way, of course. But, you know, that kind of
0: almost, it seems like, felt like the championship game there. So to have that moment,
1: you know, pal. Was
0: it as fun as you see it now? Or looking back on it, like when I asked coming into the hrl you say that that's probably one of the funnest days ever was it at the time or like yes did you so you did okay. realize, yeah it was so so much that's so, it was so, so much that's fun. so cool then coming into the league and having the success that you guys did knowing that that's kind of what got you guys started in it a little bit it would kind of yeah. little little fire under your ass a little bit you know i mean
3: i think it was that
0: day i mean we were Spoon, hooked we, oh we were we super hooked started. um
3: Somebody did run off with the trophy to this day we don't know who it was like we went over to the booth to like get the trophy after we'd won and tried like uh I think one of the idiots in the league like ran off with this sorry guys, but we're gonna get it to you, but I think you asked him then about getting into the league, yeah, or something and
4: we by the way we get the only way they would let us in is there were three sort of guys who weren't on a team, and no other team wanted them. And they said, you can be in the league, you have to play with these guys, Sure. and one of these guys is the captain. And they were nice guys, but the yep. they were fine.
1: So that kind of segues, I believe, into 2006, where you guys just talked through 2006, and for those that you don't know, before the Reds
0: were the Rockies. So kind of go through that. Then. Was that the first year? Did you all three join joined the same year? Yep. In 2006? Yep. You were all on the same team? Yep. Okay. We joined up with, yeah, three other guys from the league who were free agents. Yeah, his question definitely. Tell us about 2006. All of you. So I remember... Well... It can just be a start. That's just a starter. No,
3: I remember very vividly... Like, we were so excited to like be in the league. And I remember very vividly, like, the first night we were in the league, like, I came over here... And we were all gonna carpool together to like go to the games. Um, And I was like so anxious. I think you you got here like an hour early. Yeah, I got here super early. Yeah, it was just like (laughs) nuts. It was super nuts. It was like really short with you too. Like, I don't know. Wow. It was just that fired up and
4: like 23 and competitive. So that was a big. I actually think the major story of our Rockies here is twofold. It's learning the league and how to play with ball in the HRL, but the bigger story is figuring out how to be in a league where the culture is a balance of competition and fun. Because when you're 23, 20, I mean, you guys
0: know that. And you're saying you felt that right when you came in the league? Oh, God, yeah. Well, we had
4: to learn it. We felt... Oh, yeah. It was an awesome league, but we felt, we were like, we don't fit in perfectly yet. We have to figure out how to
0: fit uh, in. No, and you said, do we uh, we both felt that exact same way. Right, right. I mean... At when an, you're, an earlier age. 18, that's right. 19, 19, when 20. you're
4: that young, you hang out with, like, college kids and high school kids, mm-hmm. and then you have bosses who are much older. Sure. But we didn't have that many peers who were, like, 30 and adults and navigating... Life and actually, I I think it's really great the way people in the league were mostly supportive, and especially the Indians and Red Sox were just so great and busted our balls a lot but didn't criticize us and were not mean to us. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was amazing, man. And learning, and and it is funny to look back, like dad talks about how Jay Skid struck him out a bunch of times. We're talking about like 51 mile per hour backdoor risers, the yeah. sort of thing now that would get pretty hit, much the same
2: pitch every time. Four
4: hundred feet to right field. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even just him, it was the whole league. You know, we had to get used to what was going on. But And pitching uh, has evolved. I mean
0: that's just a that yeah. And that's the thing at that time though, like as I was we know, the best watching of the best. clips. Yeah, I mean Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Especially at the sixty mile an hour too, which did you guys ever think about that when you came into it? Like oh. did, did that stick out in your guys' head even that there was Speed limit kind of thing and yeah.
3: matching that. So kind of in way. in 2006, it was it was enforced. Like I think that was the first or second year that they had um, a, a radar gun at the rinks. And I know like for the playoffs that year and like throughout the season, it was really common for the gun to come out us to get clocked. Like I think there's mm. like footage and the series against the Indians where like we're getting clocked. It was out often. And it just seemed like okay, this is kind of the norm. Mm-hmm. And then years after that it just disappeared, which I don't really know but mm. why. But I don't know. Yeah.
2: But yeah, at that point, like it just kinda of felt like a regular thing to have it. I think because in the Reds and the Indians and the Red Sox kind of ignored it. Right? I mean I mean when when we played each other right. we kinda of matched speeds and you know, it was fun. Yeah. And I think so that must have carried on for
0: all the years after, you know. Kind
1: of set a precedent, it seems like, you know, to this day still. How many series going on, at least in 2022? My team, the Aces, we don't have a speed gun. I know a lot of teams do, but how many series is there no gun even at the rink? And you're just thinking, okay, I've seen this guy a million times. He's seen us, yada, yada, yada. There's a whole another two teams on the field adjacent nobody's going to let us pitch over 65 because we all we all deep down know that when somebody's pitching too hot, we know when somebody's getting crazy, but it almost seems like that kind of set the precedent that when you guys started doing that with the Indians and the other teams Red Sox, that made it kind of okay because you were the best teams that we can kind of go through this and ultimately when it comes down to it playoffs and world series all that type of stuff, we'll have the gun out but we can get by in the regular season just to kind of, you know, match an in intensity, it seems like, per night.
2: And you you would throw slower against other teams, right? I mean, sure. Yeah. Some of us would. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Zach wouldn't. I mean, he still doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I did very often early on. I, yeah. I mean, every I, I will say that even those
4: teams, everyone had understood that there was a speed limit past which it's not fun. And the Indians knew this better than anyone because we would play them in a really fun game where we. You know, we would come in a little hot, maybe, like, low, mid-60s. We were matching speeds. Great game. And then afterwards, we had a game where we would throw as hard as we could. And mm-hmm. two guys would stand on each side of the batter's box just trying to make contact. Yeah, chairman and we were throwing, the, like, 90. Chairman, chairman of the board. Of the board this is not an official game. Yeah. These are okay. great guys. Like, the former quarterback at the U of M, Scott Eckert. Mm-hmm. Right? Good athletes, like, throwing 90. Wow. And you're just trying to make right. contact. And that never happened like, in the game. But sometimes no. we'd pump it, and some guys would pump it up to 70. And as long as, I, the culture at the time was like, you want to, of course you obey the speed limit, but when both teams are matching and they feel good about what the competition's at, at that time, that that was just how it was in the playoffs.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. super interesting. Which led to some 17 inning games. Yeah. Yeah. For, what, 27 inning games, that? 26. 26. I think,
0: now that you say that, that actually kind of matches with, Maybe we haven't had a seventeen inning game. Statisticians, check me if I'm wrong, but we probably haven't had a seventeen inning game for a, a few seasons. No,
3: since or for, since the speed limit started getting consistently enforced with like the pocket radar, like I would, those yeah. long, long games have stopped.
0: And I think we might actually, maybe that's why there's been question about about lowering it or whatever to change the pace of the games or whatever. I don't, I don't even really know about that argument too much, but. I would say that it's honestly, that's why it's nice having a little bit more radar now is there's just more consistency. and Like, you might get those tight games where it might go way into, way into OT or something, you know? Extra mm-hmm. innings.
3: Yeah, I mean, in my mind, not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but, yeah, like, I that. think the, I mean, the only issue currently with, like, the radar gun in the league is, like, we don't have one for every game yet. Right, so Like, every if we have one on every field at every game, like, we've got that consistency yeah, all the right. time. And then, because I think where it's at, like, you look at offense, like, if I'm hitting
0: 400, the speed limit <laughs> probably shouldn't go down yeah. more than it has. So. And I think bringing that up about how you guys kind of set that precedent when it came to, or even just what, then what you guys experienced from all those years after of a lot of pitchers matching speeds and that's just being a major part of the HRL and the culture and like how a game goes like because it brought up even problems if someone was going a little bit too much or you pitch too fast on a, on a team that doesn't think they deserve it but I think now since we're getting to a place where there is a defined speed limit and everyone can tell if you're pitching 65 or over or if you're somewhere around 60 it's like mm-hmm. gun or no gun There. are if we're coming from a place where we were allowing each other to pitch 70 miles an hour, I don't think, and I think we—I can speak for a lot of people—when we don't need to lower the speed limit at all from where it's at, just based off of that point, because we've already cut it down to the 60
2: mile an hour range. And I actually think it's a pretty good balance. I mean, there's, I do too. there's yeah. a lot of hitting in the in the playoffs now. Mm-hmm but there's also some great pitched games but you yeah. you really have to work to pitch a good game and to, and to hit that line of 63 or 60 you
0: know yeah. stay there and not go over you know cuz you, really you have already to be precise and you already do get penalized with a ball if you go over over yeah. the speed limit yeah. i want to bring up one game that i mean the guys probably
1: would have no clue i'm going to bring this up in this episode but i think it was either 2020 2019 2021 it was the americans against the biscuits and that game went. It was Lulu versus Mippy. I'm pretty sure. And that game went 22 plus innings, from what I heard that night. Mm. I was playing in Egan that night, so I, you know, I couldn't go watch myself, or I couldn't be there. I couldn't hear about it live. But our series ended before that game did. Yeah. So, and that's recent. That's from what I understand. You know, in the last couple of years, that might even be with the new pocket radar systems. So, if we're gonna have games like that, it's gonna be because of the pitching. You know, you don't get many 15-inning games where one team hits a two-run home run in the bottom of the 10th, the other team matches, and you keep going. You know, it's pitching that's going to dictate that. And right now, we've got great pitching at 63, three miles an hour over the supposed 60. We limit that. You know, you might see offense go through the roof, um, and we might have to take another look. But I just know this is going to be a hot topic this offseason. And, you know, people are on different pages,
0: but... um, And I think that... Like, even hearing you bring up, like, J.C. throwing a backdoor, you know, Riser going 51-55, like, that shows that you also don't need the speed at the exact same time, so there's always going to be movement, like, a lot of guys in the league can get movement, and they have been for a long time, so...
2: That was in Wifflin for Wishes, though, where you only had two strikes, and if you hit a foul on the third strike, you're out. So 50-mile-an-hour speed limit's a lot more reasonable with those rules. right. That's definitely true. But it does
4: seem like the league is evolved. Look, I'm just watching, but it seems like a lot more people throw sinkers than... That just was not a common pitch as much in the 2000s right? And people are understanding that's that's a good bread and butter um, as the league learns how to destroy sliders and flat risers I mean it's- mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's 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 pretty difficult I don't know what you guys I know you because I played with you the last few years that it's difficult to throw a good riser for anyone in the league without it touching getting close to 60 yeah at least 60
3: it is interesting how different pitches just read so differently it's mm-hmm. like I feel sure. like I am just like throwing my screwball as hard as I can probably let it go and it hits 62. And I feel like I do like a light wrist flick with my slider and it hits 64. Yeah. yeah. I can't explain that. Mm-hmm. But then I also see like Kmart and Psych, their slider feels like so hard and so heavy and it reads like 61.
1: And I know so I can't. Yeah. During the series, re watching kind of the commentary, you know, I think it's Mip and, and whether it's Ages or Grizz, they're saying that, you know, I've got that heavy pitch and. I think it's literally just about where the ra- uh, the radar picks up the pitch. Every pitch reads different. Every riser I've seen at 60, it always seems like it reads 64.
3: Uh huh. Which also I do think is a good reason to keep it at 63, is because there is just so much variance pitch to pitch and like different pitchers. And I don't know. I think I think it um, gives the
0: benefit on the doubt benefit of the doubt on that, on the fact that so much of the league was used to faster than 60. Yeah, I mean, my biggest argument for it is that,
3: you know, the original speed limit was created with those Bushnell radar guns. So, like, it was reading 60 miles an hour on those Bushnells, like, that was the agreed-upon speed limit. And the pocket radars are hotter, be it, like, one or two or three miles an hour hotter, they Mm -hmm. just are. So, that does give that cushion. And the most important thing is it's really working, like, the competitive balance of the league.
0: for
1: four years now?
3: I think three. Twenty twenty was the first year we okay, had yeah. one consistently out. At
1: least three full like playoff cycles. Three so, full playoff cycles. This will be a good season for that. For yeah. Like that. Yeah. And Especially I think sure. a lot of more guys are going to get one. Um, you know, they want to make sure that in the regular season, when they're throwing hard and they're being competitive, that they know what they're at, so that yeah. when the postseason comes along, you know, they're not taken off guard when okay, all of a sudden I'm getting called out on speed. I'm a mile over. No, I'm used to this all year. Right. You know, us three have all had the benefit of the doubt of that, right. playing with a radar the last couple of years. Yep. But more and more guys now are becoming accustomed and used to that now, so it's not
0: as much of a. It's the a eye. I mean, I still got to see it when I came in the league, and so did everyone that's been playing for a while or played back in the day. Was You just developed the eye for how fast someone is pitching at the time because for all the teams that are currently not able to use a radar every week, week in and week out, everyone can still tell when someone is at 50, 55, or if they're pushing 65. And obviously it doesn't seem like I haven't heard many rumblings, if any, of anyone going crazy and of anyone pitching super hard. There's maybe been some games, but plenty of teams still don't have a radar gun. So. Yeah.
3: it. I mean, I think the
0: nicest part about it is it just takes off the
3: wondering. Right. As like, yeah. And for some guys, like they figured out, like, like, Box and Kmart figured out, like, oh, I've actually got more room. Yeah. So, like, it's helped right. them, like, be able to, like, amp it up. But just, yeah, that consistency feels like the most important thing. But,
5: yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, I guess you're going to lose your sponsorship from Pocket Radar. <laughs> be careful.
0: I think this is an advertisement for them. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is Bushnell great. Bushnell might not be happy,
1: though. Mm. Oh, I'm yeah, definitely glad really. we got to uh, talking about the radar at all because,
0: I mean, that's 17, 18-plus years I can say mm-hmm. I can say as a dumb young kid in the league that, the speed limit in this league is a big deal and yes, like sure. when I came into the league that was just a huge part of knowing how a game works you know where the pitcher is at where we're at just with pitching speed so yeah. I, I say my vote will always be keep it up you know keep the, keep the limit higher than lower and um, a, a ball is punishment enough in my opinion <laughs> I um, so let's get back to the Reds though yeah. let's get back to you three Talked a little bit about the Rockies in 06. Um There's one more thing we should
2: say about the Rockies okay. in 06. Yes, please. And that is probably what the man told you, right?
4: That oh. Well we had so this is what is this, two thousand six. Yeah. I was late to the game, it came out earlier, but I had just read Moneyball. We're big baseball fans, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't want to hurt the team by grounding out. Can I interject that like please. the big thing of Go Moneyball ahead. was like the value
3: of clutch walks
1: getting on base baby you yeah. get on base that yeah. gives your team the best chance
3: to win so that's like easy so a, like th- that's the
0: inception of a clutch walk right there
3: that is the inception of the clutch walk uh wow. which spoon did better than anybody mm-hmm. like i think that first you hit like 280 but with an obp of 560 or something
4: <laughs> i don't know I, d- I don't think that's true i don't i didn't make the all-star team right? part of the reason like, they I was called not, us the walkies the re- right here's the, <laughs> the walkies... Is that, they call us the Walkies. I love that. So, i never heard
0: that. The 06 Walkies. Bad. We O-6 were
1: Walkies. Okay, we'll never refer to them as the Rockies. It was a little mean, too walkies. much.
4: It was a little too much, and the criticism was also too much. But, <laughs> but I'll say the thing that was great is this. There's another great example of guys like the Indians and the Red Sox being uh, wonderful mentors. Is after the Red Sox beat us, they crushed us in the World Series. Four, yeah. And I'm up there We didn't looking, get a guy passing. I'm up there looking zero. for walks, okay. and we did have three guys on the team that we didn't pick, but they crushed us. And so we're out at the bar after the game. We're having fun. Uh, they're having more fun because they won. In a Sweet <laughs> first
1: championship. And the, the man talks to me. And he,
4: I, I swear, I think he literally put his arm around me. He's like, "You are hurting your team by not swinging the bat." Wow. And then I stopped trying to get on base and started trying to do damage. And like that was
0: a difference made That
1: conversation that guy, right there may have changed who you the course about? of the HRL. Absolutely,
3: uh, does the he go by the man anymore? Oh. He's absolutely the man. He
0: is absolutely the man uh spoon in 06 batted 279 and his OBP was 539 God, with so 70 walks
4: so you've been in so you hit it it was dead in trom- million. so beautiful that is, I,
0: that is actually a crazy stuff I'm still wow. so proud of you
3: it was really great but so I also remember in 2006 like so there was one game where like there was a wind blowing across the field at, like I'm not exaggerating. 30-plus miles an hour, and the pitcher we were facing, like...
0: And you were still playing? You guys were still playing? Oh, yeah. yeah,
3: and Just win,
0: come on. Yeah. Um, it's just like, a big you, part of the game. Just 30 miles an hour. Just 30, come on,
3: whatever. The pitcher, like, Demetrius, he couldn't just could not get he the ball towards the zone. He didn't adjust. He couldn't he adjust. He trying to throw hard. And, and we also, like, just had no concept of, like, maybe we should, like... Truly, it didn't seem like we could <laughs> swing and get anywhere close to the ball. Anyway, you better we, run at the pitch, we won the game it. like 16 to nothing with one hit. Okay. This is how the Walkies mm. became yeah. a thing. So people were not happy. Mm. Um, but later in the season, we were losing a game. I think 1 to nothing or something, mm-hmm.
4: top of the sixth inning. And the game behind us had finished. Spoon was up. Oh, we were flailing. The, it's the Royals, right? And the Royals were charging the division. Yeah. to get a playoff spot. Yeah. Track team. We yeah. were we were flailing, we were and so it was getting close and if we lost the game it was either going to be tied or something like that. Yep. And we're playing, playing a bad leader. team,
3: but they're beating us. They're beating us yeah. one to nothing. nothing. Spoons up, two guys on, sixth inning. The Royals and I think whatever other team was on the other field are like loudly chanting walkies at us while spoons up Spoon swings and cranks from like 250 feet to left for a three-run bomb. Um, uh-huh. And like the only time I've ever seen him do this, he like turns around and stares down the other field and then runs the bases. Probably the most humble player I've ever seen. Only time he ever did it. It was amazing. My, wow. in, my mind, in my mind, rookie year. In my mind, that was the birth of Spoon. The That's birth when of Spoon, Spoon as we actually, know him, that, that was does born. set
0: a that does set a big. Stage for what you guys ended up doing together, and that's a perfect example right there, and a clutch, clutch moment. It was wow. beautiful, and that's a perfect. I mean, segue to. Wait, you did know, you guys end up losing? I was gonna ask, how'd you guys end up finishing that 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 rookie season with the Rockies? We with did Rockies? not.
3: We got swept in four games by the Red Sox in we the World Series. In the in World, World Series, series. We absolutely smoked. We did make the World so, Series. So your year, first year,
4: though, yeah. Yeah. all of you yeah. being rookies, yeah. mind you. And and although they were nice guys, I gotta say, three guys we did not pick to be on our team. Correct. Yeah. One of whom hit like one fifty. But that I mean, was your year good. as get in the league. Yeah.
1: See what you can do. Right. Yep. And you get to the World Series. Yeah. You know.
3: We had this great three-game playoff series against the Expos, where I think like each game was decided by a run, mm. and like we won it in three. That's um, great. Clutch That's hitting fantastic. by this guy, and then everybody. Um especially this and Palp Palp had like three or four hits in that deciding game it it's those pain Palp. guys those pain guys um, and You're then in the pain.
0: did you guys all get your name during that 06 season or before N-
3: no got, I got you got years late didn't you he got his in spring training of 2007
0: okay that sounds right
3: and you got your... We'll come back to that. <laughs> when come did I
0: get mine? My... When you got drunk and told somebody yeah. that right. <laughs> story. you told the
4: Indians and yeah, the man yeah. that that's story. That's what happened. It was after week two when I told the Indians that story. That's right.
3: But it was only the man calling you Spoon for yeah, like yeah. two years, and then it, or like a year, and then it stuck. But like the man was just like calling it, I think, to like
0: yeah. needle
1: you. Um, hey, don't feel bad. I didn't have my nickname until year two. That's either. how I well, see it happening
0: with... I don't remember exactly what about Seuss? Did you get yours during that season?
1: I did.
3: Westy gave me mine. It's not a
0: great story,
3: but I mean the it, nickname's good. The origin, yeah. For, the, it was when was you all hear your last name
0: nicknames. though, like yeah. that's a, just a perfect yeah. comparison.
3: Because rate. my like message board screen name was ZS Eustace, so like
1: Westy saw that and was like, "Oh, Doctor Seuss. So it Looks like Seuss. Mm, so that perfect. was it. We need so. here's something for the HRL, and I want." specifically because I have a teammate this year that I'm going to get a new nickname or somebody needs to get him a new nickname. we got to get back on track with giving great nicknames. I know we always have. we really got to get great nicknames for all these new up-and-comers, rookies, guys that come in, like a Jake, like a Jake, a fishy, guy on the cakes. Let's get him a nickname. This guy's going to be a great player, great personality. We love having him in the league. Let's get him a legit nickname.
0: The best nicknames, though, do come from a lot of times very dumb stories. Or very simple little like, or one guy calling someone that that name for a couple of years, you know. Yeah. But stay more open to changing names. Like to be honest with you, Hove is nice. You're the you're the prime example too. Yeah, it's nice, and I wanted that honestly when I came in because I didn't really, you know, didn't want to let anyone give just me a nickname just... that I didn't want. Exactly. That was my stubborn young version of myself. But I I would be open just like we all should to if if people want to change nicknames or find one that's funnier or or at least get their first nickname established a little bit better. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, a little yeah. more
3: creatively. Sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Even though mine does make sense since, you know, Jay-Z, Hogue, <laughs> best rapper of all time. Me, yeah. best young player of all time. That was a joke, everyone. You know, you know, He's got some good competition. Yeah. Jesus, made, with made, these it two it on either side of you. That's why I say it, you know, because oh. i got Psych and Spoon sitting next to me right now. That's right. First of well, all, obviously it's Tupac. Oh, yeah. i <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. Those two are
1: interchangeable. I mean, you could throw a lot of guys
0: in there. Yeah,
1: that's Biggie. why. Biggie.
0: Yeah, my name only applies to one, though, you
4: know. So I think the final committee should be five white Minnesotans on who the greatest rapper. rapper. <laughs> yeah, I agree with <laughs> that. Hot Literally hot hot out hot of hot anywhere to Minnesota. That's
3: right. Um, one more thing about the 2006 playoffs. So it was like Spoon was 100% Spoon in those playoffs. So like, the Indians were defending champions. We were playing them um, in the Egan Championship. And we'd split the first two games. Game three is Spoon against their ace, CJ, who had... Tell us like, a
1: little bit about CJ for those young guys who don't he's know He's side So no. CJ,
3: he won three games in the World Series in 2005 to carry the Indians. Not unlike Psych won three games in the World Series this last year on the mound. Mm-hmm. Um, all over the same unnamed pitcher
2: every single time. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> By <laughs> the way, Psych, like you've got a lot better... Thank this you. year <laughs> than last
1: the last time yeah. I Just a confidence thing. I mean, I didn't have that same arsenal two years ago. Even so, it's just evolving.
0: Humble, it's a beautiful hum, humble fact for all the listeners out here, out there. We have 14 titles sitting around this microphone right now. Just saying. Whoa, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Humble we, brag, we but, get but, we yeah, yeah keep going. 12, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, three
1: guys share 12 of them. So, plus, but so CJ is
3: like one of the two most dominant pitchers in the league when we walk in, him and Doc. And they each basically had, like, one go-to pitch. Doc had this nasty lefty, like, sinking slider. And then CJ had this, like, filthy um, riser. And, like, his riser was different from most risers where it would just...
4: It jumped at the end. Jump at
3: the end. Like, Mm. he throws it and then it hops up. So he would, like, either strike people out or get, like, these weak pop-ups. Super nasty pitcher. So he and Spoon are, like, deadlocked 0-0. And the lights go out. So we have to, like, pause the game in extra innings. We all go home. Then we come back, like, a couple days later. This is how this went down, right? And start
0: start that next night. Restart the
3: game. Oh. Or, like, continue the game in, like, the 10th or 11th. It gets to the 13th inning. And uh, CJ... When he had two strikes on somebody and he thought he was going to strike him out, he'd do like this double, oh, he leg, did kick double leg kick thing. Right. So Spoon's up, two strikes, does this double leg kick, throws a riser, Spoon crushes it over like the long left field porch for a walk-off homer, um, and then we win game four, and then CJ like gets in his car and moves to Texas
1: and leaves the league. Wow, so that and was go the, go the last World pitch series. CJ ever threw in the HRL. Correct.
3: Boone knocked him out of the league.
1: Oh, my God. It was a Wh- thing
3: of beauty. What field was that on? Field one at Sky Hill.
1: Mm. That's had some legendary moments on that field, I think. It sure has. Yeah. Damn.
0: Um,
3: and then we went and played the Red Sox, and we did yes. not get a runner past second base in four <gasps> games.
0: But we can them. talk about the Red Sox a lot more. I feel like oh, just for time-wise, yeah. mm-hmm. there's a lot more that to to. I would love. A, that would I would love to talk to you guys about other than just 06 and the Reds, the two-man championship. We got a father-son duo sitting right here. Yes, greatest pitcher of all time. All of that. So I have a question right away. Unless you have something, that yeah, was yeah. Right. What was the transition that you felt like that was the difference between even the Rockies and just the new team of the Reds and knowing like kind of the Reds, like. How everyone views the Reds nowadays. Did it feel like that when transition. you guys transitioned to
1: the Reds that you had your own franchise, your own brand? And is that part and parcel why you guys had so much success right away?
4: I think the same reason we had our own brand is the same reason we had success, which is we finally got to take control of the team and build it in our own. Sure. Identity, right? I mean, it's mostly just saying we, we're this is who's on the team, and who's not. We right. got Thomas, Jolly Red. Right. He hit great. Mm. Um, but,
3: like, he was a guy we definitely wanted to play with from
4: Yeah, we just wanted one. to play with our friends. Like, that yeah. was all it was. Right. Yeah. We had nothing against those other three guys. Yeah. We just wanted to play with our friends. That was
0: it. Yeah. Did you guys, when was your first championship together on the Reds? 2007. The next year? Yeah. Yep. Nope. When was your next? 2008. I did not know you guys. You three went thing in a row. Well, damn. When was our next? When was your next? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Next. 2009. Back to back to back. To back? Is the only oh, no. ever. 2006, you didn't. We lost. You went <laughs> to the World Series. My bad. The only okay. ever
1: three-peat okay. in NHL history. Wow. Very important Thank to know. Thank you guys for that. Wow. Nice. Dodgers did beat Biscuits. If not, there could have been a four-peat.
0: Baby Cakes could have won. Dinner, or, you know, yeah. Biscuits could have. Oh, the like, win-win, lost-win. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Um, okay. Ask him something about. Yeah, speaking I'm of that. about just the Reds in general. So, yeah. Psych, you kind of take over and talk us through. The Reds. Yeah, talk us
1: through 07. Was 07 the year with the two man championship?
0: Yes. Yeah. So,
1: I guess specifically, and, and we'll get back to you, Zach, you know, I know how hard it must have been uh, outside perspective not being there for your team, but for Brian and Steve, kind of talk us through that whole postseason round and that into the world series against the Braves in 07.
4: I will say I think it has to start, and I promise I won't believe this. It's got to start with the whole season, which was you, you were in China for the season. first half. The fr- that's what I mean, but mm-hmm. it, you started the season in China. Mm-hmm. And China. Zach's teaching abroad. Uh, so the, the first half of the season was like me, Dad and Marcus John John and John Z. was not there. Oh he wasn't there Just he John so. Z Three-man team with a Three guy who, ne- who hadn't played before and wasn't that committed, right? Nice guy. He did oh, shut when year. we needed him. Though he sh- he, he showed the roster spot to, you know. f- to hit quorum. Yeah, he showed yeah. up. Um, so it was weird. And then then Zach comes in halfway through the year. That's when I started learning to pitch. With yeah. the, that's that's true? Actually, you should talk about that because yeah,
0: So you started to learn while he was still gone, or when he came back, or just well, oh, he, when he was gone and you had, China, to, had so to pitch? I, Brian
2: yeah. Brian pitched and I pitched. We only had. The two pitchers, mm-hmm. right? so You
0: guys both pitched
1: every, week, Z every
2: pitched week. some, but... If we were in a blob game, yeah. But uh, my first game that I remember was against the Indians.
3: Opening night. And this is 07, right? This is, yeah. seven, right? That, this that, is that's 07, 07. 07. Against okay. the
2: Indians opening night, and the wind was blowing harder than hell, and I I didn't know how I was going to hit the plate. Yeah. So that's when I started throwing risers. That's when I started throwing underhand. And I pretty much threw every pitch that way. Um, um, and... The way I was throwing it, I could throw it to come up over the plate or I could throw it to break in. Mm. And uh it it just worked really well. And that kind of that was that added to my slider a big deal.
3: I think you struck out thirteen in that first game that you pitched where you were like part of the rotation. Yeah. We were like we should And beat the and Indians. More.
4: By the way, did was Thomas on the team from the jump, or did he have to wait till med school was over? He had
3: he had to wait until. Some was point in the summer. So it was Zach a weird year. So Zach
4: showed up halfway. Thomas was in his first year of medical school and couldn't play until halfway. Mm-hmm. Zach comes back. Thomas come back, and we really gelled and it was great. And then in the series, it was a great series. It was back and
0: forth. World Series. Yeah. World. Series I'm sorry. Yeah, the World Braves. Series against the Braves.
4: And then we what was it? Game five. We're up three two. And then downpour, we all go hang out in the, what is that, bathroom? It's like a
3: shed. Now it's a hockey rink. Where is it? Central? Yeah, Central. Mm -hmm.
4: And we're just like goofing off in there drinking while it's raining real hard. stops raining. We go out and we assess whether we can play. Truck says we're going to play. A lot of guys are like, there's too many puddles. I don't want to hurt my knee. So we don't, but that's terrible because Zach... Was going back to China to work in two days. Thomas was leaving for Chicago for med school.
1: So you guys and, obviously wanted to get out there yes. and do whatever it took to, to, play. Play. Was, they they wanted
4: wanted to play. That, that was all You guys
0: did the two men. Then
4: that's yeah. why we, we had. To. That's why we yeah. had to do it. So yeah, and and like twenty five days passed. Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't schedule a game. There was some controversy about what was going to happen. So and then eventually <laughs> it was
1: decided <laughs> that <laughs> it's, I have never it's heard Minnesota. that word in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's freezing.
4: Uh, that's why. It, Oh wow! my dad's not wearing a jersey he's just wearing an old fishing sweatshirt
0: Yeah. <laughs> right it's like yeah and his jeans yeah those jeans that's oh crazy that look God. back on in the, the jeans, jeans. hearing you even jeans. bring up that because I, I didn't realize that i knew we were talking about that season but that it was gonna end up being that you guys won just you two and that it happened so perfectly like that because what? i've been in four straight world series now and that happens every year throughout the playoffs is so, how could we lose with Spoon having every other bad? Except that you... That's th- so <laughs> factual, though. Now that Except, looking back on it... What was the wrinkle
2: about that? First though? of all, there was an outfielder who made two errors. Well, but... I thought he but, did a good job. He but but we errors. didn't have an outfielder, and the man stepped up. Talk he was about great. Talk about that. He was great. You had to, wait. So
3: the decision was that oh. the game would be... We played the first inning. And the decision was the game would be continued. Um, Braves had three guys... We had two, Spoon and Palp, and then we'd have an auto-fielder who would only field... In right field which was a rule at the time yeah, that like was you could play stand. a game pick
0: from a, a team not or someone not in the yeah. I think the league
4: tried to find someone who A was willing to do it and, and B be impart and end up being the man they didn't want to get like a sticky yeah. paw That's that not, wouldn't be fair I
1: they mean, would, mean, like, instead they just got former HRL champion the man correct like, you know, stuff not good. known for
0: his fielding yeah. hearing no. that he had two errors though yeah. I mean that but honestly offsets it right? the man they had perfectly. two errors but
2: they were tough times they were tough plays and he was actually like perfectly average to make a really important out, too, so yeah. and uh, you guys played the Braves that yep. year. Yep. Did they have
0: two good fielders just out of curiosity for that? Aspect. Talk about S- Edgar,
2: San- oh, they yeah,
3: Sanchez, Chops, and Edgar, so three like not so good hitters, and then mm. to be clear, I said not so like crazy good hitters, yeah. Um, and Edgar was just so a fast. phenomenal all
4: around player. I see,
1: I see a lot of shades of Edgar and Hove actually. I think they're a very similar player, yeah. Obviously, you're a little bit 10 taller. 10 inches different, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. God, they play with that fire, both of them. I've seen all those videos of Edgar. That's
0: yeah. Yeah, crazy to hear now because this is my first time really hearing in-depth about, especially that series. And, and think about how many other people listening other... to this are going to say yeah. the same thing. And hearing about Ch- and hearing from you guys, say, t- even talking about Chops and Sanchez, since I've played against him a bunch now, but on mm. it, didn't know him back in the day. 15 years ago.
3: Yeah. And chops was a filthy pitcher back then. He that had a is really true, good lefty slider. You two going
0: back back to back. That's crazy to think about if, if that happened right now. Like if you two were to do that right now almost
2: like that's just crazy to think that you guys pulled it off. There were a lot of three-person teams back then, which, Yeah. It was pretty you know, wasn't that common. It or. was yeah. Um
3: so yeah, spoon batting every other batter was nice, but, yeah, but like had- what my Let's, dad hit two home runs. That's what I was trying to
4: get to. <laughs> what were we talking about?
3: So, like, Palp crushes a three-run homer early in that game. Yeah, but it was
2: Spoon that was on twice, <laughs>
3: right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> dad just happened
3: to hit the home run. Right. The yeah, end. So, Palp's pitching and, like, throwing lights out. Already has, like, hit a three-run homer in the game, and then what? I think we're up 4-0. Up 4-0, then Braves small ball, like, four runs to tie the game. Um, mm. they so, were, it goes into... They were complaining about speed, and I slowed down a little bit. Yeah, caught up to you a little bit.
5: Yeah,
4: okay.
3: That'll happen. Um, so then what? It's I wasn't there, but it was the eighth inning, seventh inning, extra innings. I, I, think I, I
4: honestly a, don't. I think
2: it went six innings. In, or no, it was, it was, was extras. I
4: don't. It might have. I think it was the seventh. It was only one okay. extra. I don't remember. We were tied and. Uh, you hit another bomb to right center. You hit two balls a mile to right center. You can even hear me on the clip going, Oh my god, because I was half surprised.
0: <laughs> I should have known.
2: So And impressed. Chops was throwing high and outside. So League, don't throw high and outside to Palp. No.
0: Oh, I've seen a few of those.
2: Yep. So Palp crushes this home run. Um
3: and then shuts him down in the bottom of the Seventh, that was it. I mean, is that to this day
1: one of the most legendary performances in an HRL series? deciding game? absolutely. That was the most legendary performance for sure.
0: Humble man, these pains, they're so humble. They're so humble.
3: I know that's why. Wow, this is
0: what a history lesson. (laughs) This is crazy for me, especially because I know you know, I know you love to hear them talk about this, but. I don't know. I didn't, I've never known any,
2: anything about any of that, so that's so cool. But i got to tell you, it's really fun to hear your son say, oh my, when you do something. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's not
0: many father-son duos that I've ever played in the, in the HRL either.
2: You know, one of the guys on our Rockies team, his father played for a while. Oh, yeah. He was older explain. than you when we started. Yeah, and he was probably physically more fit at that time than I was. I don't know that you keep losing weight every year. You're going
4: to make it to 90, man.
3: (laughs) And that was amazing. Same year you won National Pitcher of the Year.
1: 2007 National Pitcher of the Year, Palpatine.
3: There's just like a recurring theme for those first two years. Three years, if you include Whifflin for Wishes, where like, I don't know. I was like competing with Spoon and whatnot. And like, we were like thinking about who's going to like be hitting these. Clutch homers and whatnot, and then Palp comes in, walks off him for wishes, hits the game winner in Game Six of the World Series. You Just can never underestimate Palpatine. No, so much wins National
0: that. Pitcher of the Year, yeah. and that was oh five, oh six, oh seven, and mm-hmm. we were about to step into two thousand twenty three, and he's still doing the same thing. He's been to I've been to three straight World Series with him, you know. Same yeah. with you, so. That's crazy to think even right there.
3: Yeah, had, what, two home runs Let's in, against ti- the
0: Vibes two years yeah. ago? For time's sake, I'd love to hear well, from all of you, but from you two, especially having played with Spoon, those next few years even, you know, um, him having two MVPs. Just talk about him as a player and especially looking back on it and all the skill you've seen come in and out of the league now. And just, yeah, kind of his legacy and,
2: um, yeah, just swoon as a player on and off the field. Do you want to start? Um, So, my personal opinion is that he was the best pitcher of that time and the best hitter of that time. Sometimes he didn't pitch his best. He would uh, maybe feel a little sorry for a team if we got too far ahead. (laughs) Mm. But I think he was the best pitcher and the best hitter. But, I mean, the thing that I remember the most was we were down 2-1 to one in 2008 in that 17-inning game. one to nothing. one to nothing. right. We were down one to nothing. Tugboat had just hit a home run, right, to put them ahead.
0: So it was 0-0. Into the seventeen. Into the 17th. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. Top of the 17th, Tugboat hit a home run to put them up by 1. We had, what, 1 out. We had a guy on base, Zach. Zach. And Brian told me, he said, Zach's pissed he's going to get a hit. And he did. And I was. Yeah. yeah. You could see um, it on the video. You were and serious. so I'm sitting back there. I'm on deck. And Brian's up. If he makes an out, it it's two outs. And now it's, it's sitting on me. Mm. I'm sitting there thinking, please, Brian, do something. Mm-hmm. And he did. He hit it out. So I was very relieved. S- sorry. I,
0: see, I'm, I'm not even paying attention to this. Is that to win the World Series? Yeah, Games, win. to win
3: Game 7
2: of the 2008 oh, World Series. So that's
0: what... Yeah, Evan has told me that that's the
2: clutchest moment in HR history. It is. And it it's not. Yeah. yeah, And and the man's riser was probably probably eye-high by the time you it. It was it? several inches above the board. Is that on YouTube? Yes. I'm going to have to go back and watch that Yes, clip. we should watch it tonight. But yeah. you were pretty good at hitting the riser, even when it got above the board. I don't
0: know. I don't
4: always hit those upstairs ones. He threw a good event. If you one of his pitches uh, clipped the corner, I mean it's like seventy-one. Both of those first two grazer. pitches were so nasty. They were nuts.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then he threw that like several inches above the board, and you and tugboat is like at the fence trying to time his jump, like leaps. Yeah, up, it didn't and get out
4: by much. I want to be fair to tugboat. Tugboat hit his a mile. And yeah. mine got out by I don't know. No, that's seven important feet. to recognize. for sure. <laughs> Counts just the same. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but
3: but no, like it also added the like the impossible dramatic effect of the whole thing was. It was like you're talking about leaps, and it just clears his fingers, and then Zach the throws back. his
4: right throws your visor a thousand
0: feet in the air. Yep, and screams. You made a big. How was breath, that? Zach. How was that regular season of, of you guys? Were you guys like were you so guys? But like record-wise, were you guys kind of one of the top teams? Did you guys mm-hmm. win was. I think the Reds the was in Egan that whole time too, yep. too, right? So always Egan. Did you
3: guys? We had so to play the X Egan? every every
0: year. We went through the
3: X. Yep. We had usually I think we had the, the top records. Yeah, I can't remember. It was usually both. Always got to avoid the Tigers, which was great because we couldn't hit them. well.
2: So the the Tigers were really really good. They probably should have won several World Series, but they all went fishing in the fall. Mm. So. They were never really in the playoffs, they kept or they were the first in first round. They kept losing, they the, first kept losing the first round. To they you guys? Just, no, we no. never had to play them in the playoffs.
3: And, and who did the Tigers comprise of? Doc and Sibes were their two like main guys. Doc well, had si- the nastiest left hand curveball, and Sibes had like the sidearm, like sinking. And, and they
4: were better athletes. And you know, Sibes played, pitched yeah. D one pitch baseball. He always talks about Lance Berkman hitting a homer off of, but he <laughs> pitched D one. Yep. Doc pitched in college. And the other guy, Jamie, played college basketball. I mean, they were way better athletes than us in a sport that doesn't level the physical playing field with, like,
2: a two-ounce bat. <laughs> right. ball, yeah. Which is what I love about Wiffleball, but but oh, yeah. they were great. Yep. Yeah. Um, we didn't beat them very many times. No. We never had to play them. No, but,
3: like, in the regular season, I don't know if we ever beat them. They oh. were super good. Um, you know what? I remember, yeah, like, what Palp was saying about Spoon. Yeah, I totally agree. Like... Uh, I'll add that in addition to, like, when he, like, cranked it up, in addition to being, like, the best hitter, the best pitcher, he was also the best fielder, like, in the league. He made, like, the most spectacular plays. Like, Spoon and I played an ultimate Frisbee in college, mm. so he would, like...
0: You love to dive. Like, you... you yes, you, he loves You it. loved it, or you love it, or...
2: I, I had no problem doing it.
3: He yeah, was yeah, very good at it. Um, match, like, oh, I'd when he was going, a kid,
2: he made me throw the ball in the swimming pool just right so he could dive and dive and dive. And that, that diving saved me a no-hitter one time, so wow, um, he right, came flying across flip, center yeah. field and diving. Yeah, that's wow. a
3: beautiful thing. But, like, his ability to, um, I mean, so long as you were, like, perceiving that it was an important situation to, like, turn it. It seems up like to that. this level was Between just unbelievable. I
1: like I I don't know. It's I always thought of Spoon as probably the biggest gamer in HRL history. When the lights were brightest, he he was the best you know, he was at his best. Yes. And that's what it seemed off the videos and from everything I've heard from you guys and everybody else who played with him at the time, played against him. It's just it's that's a legend right there.
0: That there yeah. is something different about a natural, born and raised Minnesotan, competitive, just good athlete. And like it seems like that when you watch someone like Spoon and you too, but like obviously him in his own ways.
4: Well, you're all very nice. You all you gotta do is ask my dad and my best friend, and they'll tell you. Two very objective
0: observers. <laughs> yeah, very true. Well, I think that that's a perfect example of. I mean, yeah, to hear it come from the sources themselves, Seuss and Pelt, that that is arguably, if not the clutchest moment in a very long HRL history with a guy who I love so mysteriously or for a lot of us who don't know, Spoon just dropped out of the league and you don't hear about someone like that who had such a large impact and who had such clutch moments, so... That's just cool to hear, for sure.
1: Yeah, and and it, I think doing something like this, it's, we're taking the onus and and we're taking it upon ourselves to, really connect the the past with the present now, connect, the first generation of wiffle ballers, the first great you know league's dynasty with, the guys and the new teams that are coming in now and starting to establish themselves now, and we're just here to make that bridge happen, and you know we couldn't be any more excited to do this and, and talk with you guys and tonight's the first night I've ever met Spoon. Oh hope he's ever met Spoon and I know a lot of guys out there currently playing right now would love to get to meet you someday. So I'm sure it'll happen and you'll be around the ranks again someday, whether it's full time capacity or just at the ranks playing one night here and
0: there. So So yeah. yeah. How long did you or what year did you what was your last year in the HRL? Two thousand
4: Ten.
3: You left, you left at the end of May in 2010. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. As we played... Yeah, 2009 was the year that oh. the playoffs became... They decided that... Oh, yeah, like, we won we,
4: again, but it was like a big bracket. Instead. So, yeah. na- that talk, was the first... Talk through 09 a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, 09 was the first Wifflepalooza. Because that's different. You know, yeah. Since then, it's been playoff
0: format. You guys three-peated yeah. together. Yes. That's so legendary. And then to leave after three p.m. I'm just saying, Mike. Holy I think he's shit. just realizing
1: this now, guys. Well, <laughs> it's kind of a little slack, but yeah, you know, all three of you guys just Sorry. give us snippets about 0-9, whether it's during the season, during that Wiff Palooza type playoff run, whatever it was. Just walk us through that a little bit. What do you remember? Oh, nine was fun. I, gotta,
4: I have to give some credit to Richard here So 09 was Richard's first year Please right? Pooh Bear's first shot year Pooh Bear Pooh-Bear. And Pooh Bear and I had been friends for a long time <laughs> Since middle school But for whatever reason we either didn't have a spot And then we asked him to be part of the team We and weren't was, sure if he wanted to be No but he was like overwhelmed He was like I've always wanted to be Before that
2: bad. he was in law school right So he, oh, yeah. he no, wasn't he, really available no, He
4: was around
2: he was around. I think we just didn't I think we realize he would. Like, yeah, we didn't be know he wanted to play sure. so bad. So it's his
4: first year. Yeah, mm. we had fun, and then he had a really clutch uh, World Series. He yeah, a couple of okay. hits in the World Series as a new guy. I don't know. I can't remember.
2: 2009 was really fun. We had great Sputnik jerseys. That's all I remember. 2009 yeah. was the year that the Red Sox lost and had to go through. They all had to go the... through the losers bracket. Yeah, and they that time they were, he they were kind of was
4: like sunburned and drunk. Yeah, that you know, was.
0: Serious. You guys played them out of whiff. Palooza. So yeah. the
3: yeah, so the way it worked out that year, like they decided they didn't want to do the seven game World Series anymore. They didn't want to do like the rounds of playoffs, so like the whole playoffs that year were Wifflepalooza. What
4: why was so that?
3: It was such a good World truck, Series year. Truck before. has confirmed it was to try to keep us from winning again.
4: He said that? Yeah.
1: Wow. Oh okay. So at team, least part of
3: the equation. A team
1: <laughs> okay. on the precipice of a three peat, obviously which had not been done before. And has not been done since something so legendary, and it ultimately came down to not another chance at a World Series. Ultimately, right?
3: Well, so it was. I mean, there was a lot of chatter that like somebody else should win it, and Truck did tell me that was at least part of it. It also sounded like a really cool idea. That's at, at least. You know, what Yeah, everybody's
2: heard, there. Everybody gets to play together. So well, and for, and after, I mean, and for you guys, after a level fun. playing after field. Going
0: two in a row, it's you're not like starving for a third oh, one? Oh,
2: wanted that so bad.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Wanted it, but it <laughs> went not have
2: been the end. You, know. you for sure did, I'm sure. But you're how many right. games did we play? Was it like four?
3: We were super lucky. No, so, like, we, we won our first two games. It's so, like, it was going to be Saturday, everybody plays until there're four teams left, and then Sunday, the very next day, we come back and finish it.
5: Okay. Hmm.
3: So the Red Sox lost in the, the first round to like, the Colt 45s, because they had sides that yeah. year.
2: Was Wally on that team?
3: N- yeah, but he didn't
1: play. Oh.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, so they had to kind Nightmare of backdoor
1: the rest of the tournament itself. They had There's to play a lot like of
3: games, nine guys. or ten games. Damn. And we had to play like three. It was hot.
1: It was like 90.
3: And it was 90 plus all weekend. Kind of so like what? a
1: Rumble Ponies this season. You yes. know, they had three-man lineup, and they lose early. They're yes. coming all the way back, and then they ultimately lose to go to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, totally. not their fault. You know, it just, that's how the day
3: worked but, out. But, like, you get to a point where you're exhausted. So, like, sure. we got to play them. Well, first we had to play the Colt 45s in the semifinals in the morning. And I remember, like, Nightmare wasn't yet a regular, but he was on their roster. But he wasn't, like, I think he was still playing softball some. Um sure. But I remember thinking, like, that morning, like, man, if he shows up, like, that game's going to get... Very interesting. Plus, and TT, he, who
4: was always pretty good, yeah. was so nice days. to us. Yep. and he always yep. threw pretty slow in the regular. He was just really having fun. He came out gunning. Yeah, I mean, like, like he was. He, throwing I was like, oh, so TT hard. is trying to win today. Which oh, makes sense.
3: also, fun fact: D was commissioner in 2009, and D like was trying to get the speed reined in, or like the pitch speeds reined in. I don't mean too so, fast. Like, I just mean
4: he came out trying to win.
3: No, 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 I just, yeah. this reminded me, but so, like, the radar gun was out for, like, the entire playoffs in yeah. 2009, right. for, like, all of right. mm. Um which it hadn't been the previous two years, like, I think it was the first time it was out consistently okay. since 2006, but, yeah, so Palp throws against the Colt 45s, and, like, yeah, we're facing TT, who was humming it, yeah, but also, like, I think right around the speed limit, it's not what we were expecting,
4: and also not what he was used to doing. No, so grade. he was
3: very good at the beginning, and then he kind of ran out of gas. Um, okay. But Palp won that game, and then I was... So then we are playing the Red Sox. Um, Red Sox had already lost. We only need to win once. We needed we to beat them it. one out when of we two. we dropped tr- the first game? Oh, we got crushed. Like, 11-3. to 3. I was so pitching. Didn't go well.
4: So they like,
1: fought all the way back from losing the first game to a winner-take-all correct. game.
4: And we then We only had to win us. one, and they... They won the first game. But yeah. because double elimination or whatever, they had to win, sure. too. Yeah. They had to
3: win, too. So then, wow. yeah, the next game is Spoon against Tugboat. And Spoon's, like, again, as clutch a pitcher as you can imagine oh. and was, like, throwing a gem. And Tugboat was, like, possibly suffering from, like, heat stroke or sure. something. But he was still, still great. Still threw very well. He still yeah, threw
0: so very well. By, by, by 9 what were your pitches? Like against tugboat, like what That's were you, what were you rolling with? I don't
4: know. It? That is a good question. I, I always, uh, I tried not to throw sliders over the plate, and I try not to throw risers over the plate. But those were my two. Like,
0: if you really need a strike, I can throw those. Uh, so you, so you must have been by that time. You were good at hitting your spots then. You just tried not to throw it. Yeah, over the I, I nibbled
4: a lot. Sometimes I had walk problems because I nibbled a lot. But I had, I have a like a twelve six curveball, which isn't super common in the league.
3: No, that was a really just like a nasty
4: pitch. pitch. Barry Zito hammer. Barry Zito used to be a relevant reference. <laughs> big uh, 12-6 ooh. And P, if people chase, then it's you can't hit it. Yeah. Uh, but or if, if you, you put it in the, the zone, and it
2: <laughs> you will know, hit it. When it? you come in front of the ball like that, it's slower and it's kind of sitting up there <laughs> yeah. big, and then just. Were you ready? Ready thrower?
4: Righty. S- screwball and, and sinker sometimes. Mm. You know, we played a lot. We goofed off a lot. I had a lot of pitches, but only three or four of them worked at a given time. But, or, but
0: like that tugboat game, for example, since he's such a good pitcher, and I'm sure that was uh, needed a clutch pitching performance there. Yeah, you're, you were slider. Yeah, but slider that's about riser. being locked in and hitting your spots. Like, if yeah. you,
4: I, I mean, the big difference with me is, I can lose focus really. I have ADHD. Not sure if that's obvious to everyone. Uh, I can lose focus real easily, <laughs> and uh, I don't. It's a rec league. I hate when people aren't having fun. Yeah. And so like, if uh, the other team's not having fun, I'm not gonna hit the gas. On them. I just it's it not fun. It bothered you. Yeah. 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 Yep. Right.
0: That's how like, it felt. Then. In- that's why the playoffs are easier. Everybody's people are trying. Going, yeah, going that's on. how I felt this last World Series for me. Like I felt like I was able to jump around because I mean I was facing you, and facing a couple younger guys, a guy like Dumpy. Ian, yeah, was getting really into it. So that. I felt like I felt like I could keep the pressure, keep my foot on the gas pedal, you know, yeah. mix it up and do whatever.
2: Tugboat hit a stretch where he couldn't. He couldn't hit the plate consistently. Yeah, and then and, r- and Richard hit home run. I don't don't know, know, Richard run, like, line went push. off the fence. Yeah. I think like yeah. driving to... Uh-huh. And then I you know, drove
4: him in. We faced Techboat like
0: twelve times in the playoffs. So I yeah, I think right. I have like three hits off him ever. It's so disgusting. nine was Pooh Bear's first year. Yep. Hmm. So, so yeah. So yeah. Let's get into. Um, well, before we yeah. do anything else, what was the final score that Twitter
4: so, take all? So yeah. I think we were up. We were up two three to, to one or two to zero. Yeah, it was, like it was three to one,
3: fours. two to zero, and. Like, part of our Venn diagram overlap as pitchers is we're both, like, really good at, like, if we have a lead, pitching until we still have that lead, but by, like, the slimmest of <laughs> margins. Just
4: a very generous way of saying, I give up big home runs.
3: I think Martini in the sixth inning Not their for the favorite. Red Sox, super nice guy. he hit one that I think most people who saw it maintain as, like, the farthest... Home run that's ever been big, this hour. This is pilot, tree, knob, pilot, knob. pilot Knob. Pilot Knob Field 1 like
2: over
1: the tree, like deep into
2: the, the tree. He, he hung an overhand curveball. So mm-hmm. it was just sitting up there. Too Martini
1: bad did that, that to me it. in a clinching situ- wow. situation in 2019. That's Wait, th- right. that
2: was On while trees. you guys were up? We
1: were up
4: oh, we 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 two in the bottom of the sixth. Yeah. Or the last sixth? No, it didn't I was to make it the one.
0: That was the winner take all. Yeah. Right. Solo game shot. So we're nine. still
4: up by
3: one. And okay. then I then I just have to buckle down. Then yeah, you locked it in and, and and yeah, we won. Three P complete. Three P complete. Compared to like the previous year,
4: it was every year. A one run victory. These are all these are all fun. These are good series. They were, oh, yeah, it all
1: It forward. always comes down to it.
4: Yeah. It was,
2: was more anticlimactic. Was two thousand seven our only six game win? Nope. Two thousand sixteen.
1: 2016, right. So, speaking of 2016, um, yes. and I want to just kind of bounce us back between Palpatine and, and Suez, and obviously Spoon, step in whenever, but let's talk about kind of the years post-Spoon, the Reds era post-Spoon, uh, when he moved mm-hmm. out, of, out of state, and, and you guys were still the Reds. You know, you two legends had three titles each and had been there, done that. As you said, Pooh had kind of established himself, had those big moments in big games, um, and, you know, he was a fixture in the lineup. Talk us through a couple of those years, and then leading up to 2016, the fourth and final title for the Reds.
0: I'm definitely curious about the in-between time. So before 2016, yeah, what kind of happened after Spoon and and that?
4: I mean,
3: so one of the most remarkable things that I think about is I just... Always kind of assumed that you'd play as long as Spoon did, and then Spoon stepped away,
2: and you kept playing. Yeah, why would I stop? I mean, I mean, it's not. I miss Brian there, but Wiffle Ball is so much fun. It is, and you and I have had a lot of fun playing together. So yeah, I just I I don't want to stop playing (laughs) Wiffle Ball.
0: Under this context, with knowing the people that are listening and having been your guys' teammate even for the last couple years. That is cool, like, and it only makes sense that you guys, that you kept playing, that you guys stayed together. Did you guys stay together then, uh, all those? Every year. All yeah. those years, on the Reds. Mm-hmm. Did P- And Pooh Bear was with you guys for that that entire next six, yeah. seven, eight years?
1: Yeah, every year. He's been on the team every year. Yeah. So um, you three have always played together yes. since you each have been in the 2009
2: through now. Yep. yep. I, I missed the COVID year, but. Yep, yep. red right.
1: 2020. Yep.
3: But initially, it was just, like, I don't know. I think when Spoon left in 2010, I'm pretty sure we were undefeated. I think we were, like, 14-0 and 0 or something when he left. And our first night, we were playing a game, a series against the Padres, and um, I was pitching against the kid, and I think it went something like 13 innings, and the kid ended up, like, hitting a homer off me, and we lost one to nothing. And I just, I mean, initially, like, my goal was, like, okay, like, we're going to need to, like, figure out how we're going to get clutch hits again, and, like, my mindset was always, like, I'm going to need to step up and do it, um, but, like, I didn't. Like, it just wasn't there. Like, we got swept so quickly in the playoffs that year, like, two games, the Red Sox, and then the next year, you got hurt, I think, the next year. Yeah, my knee? Mm-hmm. 2011.
1: Yeah. So yeah. for what 20, 2011. 2011?
3: yeah. So for a big chunk of that year, it was myself, Pooh Bear, and then whichever buddy from like the summer camp I worked at, I could like talk into like coming out wow. and playing with us until oh. he got healthy.
2: I was surprised when I finally got the surgery. It was like two weeks after the surgery, and I could I could pitch again. That
3: was amazing. Yeah, you came
1: back so quickly.
2: It's like they uh, trimmed off the cartilage that, that was, was in the strong. way, and I was fine.
1: Yeah, Man. Palpatine confirmed not human. So. Confirmed, not <laughs> human. We're all on the same page now. Yeah, Go
3: ahead. But no, it was very humbling. You got th- there was a big hole left. Massive.
2: Yeah. We 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 lost a lot of one nothing games. We did in probably multiple won. innings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
3: and me just sure. like it was just so, I mean, starkly
4: obvious.
3: I'm gonna this? ask, you, what
4: did it feel different? I mean, yes. for me, it was like I've never pl- I've never been on a wiffle ball team that didn't have you on. It. Yeah, and actually, you too. Yeah. Like, I've never, I've, well, that one popsicle tournament with Taz, <laughs> where we were like 600 bucks Other than that. Yeah, I felt. That su- had to be part of it, too, right? Oh, it for sure. Like it was different. super different. And
3: it was just, I don't know. It was one of those things where just like chemistry or whatever, like, it just was like never like a question or a thought or anything. It was just like.
5: Yeah.
3: I don't think we even had an established captain.
4: Sure. No, we had no decision making protocol. <laughs> Because no. we, we just agreed on it. Yeah,
2: I think I was yeah. still—I think I was still getting us signed up and paying the league fees. Yeah, pay, paying the league fees and then collecting afterwards.
3: Yeah, because Spoon and I weren't responsible enough to figure yeah. out fill That's out great. paperwork. It, it, it was only
2: a couple of years later, and you guys grew up and let all the of a sudden, wise guy do it. Come on. All of a sudden, I could take it easy. Yep. Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, but I don't know. It was—it was tough. Like I mean, just going from you know the vibe feeling of. Playing with Spoon for all that time, and then also just
0: not for you, any. especially being kind of the the young dominant player, let's say on the Reds yeah. after after Spoon leaving, and him being I didn't know that you guys were closer buddies coming into the league like that. So that definitely leave, leaves something, you know. Yeah, So it your like,
1: friend too that was leaving. Yes. You know, yeah, your brother, yeah, you know, not just a teammate. That you Did you guys have.
0: keep in touch at all? Like oh, those yeah. next couple of years, or
1: just?
3: We talked all the time, yeah. often. I think, I mean, would still like call him on the way to like the first round playoff series, and like would talk through like how to like work hitters and yeah, you know what pitches wow. to look for for certain pitches. Like I did wow. that at least you, for the first. That was nice. Years. You let me live vicariously through you a little bit, and you gave me really sound advice, which helped a lot too. So. Every
2: once in a while, you would have some really good batting advice. Like that one time, yeah. you picked up. On a particular pitcher, how he was throwing a certain pitch, and like we hit three home runs in a row. You hit one, and then you told oh, Hal. Yeah, against Hal, you told Zach what to do, and yeah. he hit a home run.
3: That's right. Deckard, we, like, tipped that was us off something game. against Hal, and we went back to back to back. Hal
2: let
4: us use his bat, to be except there. <laughs> I, except Lettuce I batted out of
3: turn, oh, so mine didn't okay. count. Yeah, that was a great yeah. moment. That encapsulated a lot. Like both, like us hitting at our best, but also making a terrible mental error that cost us <laughs> <self>. Yeah, <laughs>
4: I do. I miss that a lot. Like uh, talking as a team about how to strategize for a game and how to approach a pitcher, what to do late in the game. Yeah. you know, like I, I miss all that. That was my favorite part. Is I feel like one of the great things about our team is even if there are plenty of teams in HRL that didn't like playing against us or found a problem with us internally. Well, I mean, we had an awesome time. Mm-hmm. We were all great teammates. There was never any ego issue. I, I mean, it was just great, and every everybody I would say was like amazing in the clubhouse. You know, clubhouse. was a good clubhouse, yeah, right. Yeah. And I really missed that, and yeah. that's why I. It's that's one way I can still talk to you about that stuff, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what's going on. I can't. I think that's
0: super inspirational for anyone listening, and for me, and him especially, knowing that. We grew up together and go, coming into the league together, those little talks that we would have before the playoff games, like when we won in the World Series since. and um, That's just in- inspiring for anyone in the league to hear, though, that you guys were doing that, that you guys even were putting in those two seconds to be discussing it at all. And I can tell immediately when you say it that that's just how it was for you guys. Coming into the league, you guys were competitive enough you guys were athletic enough and just there right away that it was like no question to be figuring it out and kind of be studying the game, you know, especially having grown up playing baseball like you guys had told us a little yeah. bit. But we did have some big help from some of the veteran players in the A's. Mm-hmm. Right? We did, yeah. for sure. And I think that's exactly what any, any new guys in the league and what we have had yeah. from guys like you. <laughs> and I just think of Blue Wahoos. I'm sure they've already gotten plenty of mentoring just by watching all the different great players that are in Hopkins right now or um, like the Rumble Ponies or I mean I would still say for me you know and I still have my young guys that I can talk to and to um, you know um, study the game like you would a baseball game or but we got wiffle ball so there's plenty of little differences especially with mound visits and I'm sure you guys said plenty of that, talking about little things when it came to how the wind's hitting or how you guys are pitching. And it's carried over to be, to make you guys the veterans that you two are, especially since you guys have stayed in the league. And like the leaders that you guys have been, to be able to come back, win another championship in 2016 after being so dominant. A decent amount of time before that, and to now
2: still be playing at a high level. Yeah. Yeah. You know what was really fun about 2016? Zach and I drove to the final game together, and we were so nervous. Wow. Even after all those years, we were so nervous. Talked about it. Yep. And the whole drive, it's like, man, so nervous.
1: So your first game in the HRL, you guys drove together. Yep. All three of us, yep. And the last time you guys won a championship, the culminating night, you guys drove together. Yeah, Zach and I did. Who who listening right now knew that coming into it? Probably what nightmare your teammate at the time? Maybe. Anybody else? That is fascinating. I didn't. I, 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 I hope you guys know that's fascinating.
2: It brings me joy. What's really cool was how excited I was and how excited <laughs> you were, right? So after all these years, still. So excited about it. Been there, done it's So that, much fun. That's, fun. That's it had been
1: fun. seven years, and you lost a key cog. I mean, in we the lost
3: reds. we lost the best player in the country.
1: Best player, and
3: our we did. Yeah. And it just initially, truly, like those first couple of years, felt like this is like winning again is one hundred percent the goal. And I just don't know how. Like I didn't, I didn't know like what that path was going to be.
1: And um, going up against a. Previous back-to-back champion in the Nationals. Talk us through the Nationals a little bit, because you guys saw them years prior too.
3: I mean, they were
0: sixteen Nationals. They so, beat. The,
3: yeah, we played. We had a three-game or three-series thing with the Nationals. where like, they beat us in 2014, swept us in four. I should jump back a little bit and say, like, the, a big shift towards, like, I don't know, us like getting on the path towards what 2016 ended up being was like. Nightmare reached out in the off season before 2012 and was like, "Hey, you guys looking for a player? I think I look really good in red. Like, (laughs) always like playing with you guys. Like, signing Nightmare and then uh, he came out
0: in 2012.
3: He came out in 2012 Mm -hmm. and then for like the next two years it was Palp myself, Pooh Bear, and Nightmare and like that was four man
0: consistent four man yeah consistent Mm -hmm. four man three pitchers yeah yep how many World Series, did you guys go to the World Series every year then? No. So
3: 12 and 13, we got knocked out by the Gothams. Who won both Who seasons. won both of those seasons. Mm, yep. In the And like both of those first round series were nuts. They were so intense. That was 12, 13? Um, mm-hmm. And then they won the championship then. And the
0: Nationals went
3: 14, 15. Yep. And then felt like, okay, like our group before, like we just need, like we need something else. Like we signed Handsome Matt and Hardball. Um, And then 2014 got back to the World Series, swept in four. Not unlike the first round for the franchise back in the day. Mm. Um, But then 2015, we um, took it to six games, and we lost in six games. But, like, there was something that had shifted there where it was like, okay, like, we're actually, like, hanging with them. Like, the biggest thing for me was, like, I... Matt like gave me some like hitting advice and it just like made a world of difference. Like,
0: what's nightmare we still on
3: the team then? Were you guys <laughs> rocking six? We had six. Okay. Yep. Um, but then Matt. That's a moved, legendary
0: team. That's a legendary six right there. Yeah.
3: yeah. But then Matt moved to Chicago. Um, oh. Hardball left the team. So like 2016, like went
1: to the Dodgers. Little do you know. Yeah. Hardball and Old Yeller. 2016, the year before I joined, we were on the Dodgers. Epstein, Cheerio, oh, HPV. Yep. Their first season as 17 year olds. That was in 17? 2016. So <laughs> no, 2016. I oh, I came in in 2017, and I think you started playing a few games Holy in 18, shit. rookie year 19. So, yeah. yes, Hardball did leave in 16, that's right. Yeah,
3: so 16, like, basically, we walked into that year being like, well, like we're gonna go for it, but like zero expectations sure. for what that season was gonna hold. That
0: just sounds right though.
3: It was for what end up, ends up being It uh... was back to that four and it was just you know, the thing where like that like the chemistry that year was it I I don't know, it was loose, it was um I don't know. It was, who was we're just lineup, having who, fun.
0: Who was the lineup that year then?
3: Me, Pooh Bear, Nightmare Palp.
4: I don't it, like having five or more. I, I want to like, get into a rhythm at the
0: plate. Yeah, it's just, it just you so like five. it's so important. I'm so yeah. glad you you'd just like said that for the listeners and for me even. Like, we both have the right five. Yeah, <laughs> you're speaking my truth right there, and I've had to be used to, I've had to be get used to five or six my whole career. Which, oh, we had seven in 2020. Which I can be honest, did. which That's I can say, openly and honestly exactly in the in the depths of my mind is just straight annoying. And I've told him that that like I wish I could be on a four man just because of that simple fact. Like there's something about four you or get to less. You can see the pitcher so much more. Oh my gosh! Yep.
4: Maybe fi- did we have five and oh nine? I can't remember. I don't. Was Adam? around ever? I think Abarkus. Abarkus won a Abarkus couple with us. He if so he wasn't at the, the championship. championship, he
0: may be mad. He wasn't, like, a regular well, it's series. Also, yeah. It's also important, and I was thinking this right when we – right as we bring up a two-man championship or when you mentioned there was a, a lot more three-man teams back in the day, that 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 is definitely a perfect example of, of a shift that's happened in the HRL is with the more guys in the league and obviously added teams. But lineups are just filling up just based off of um, – I don't know. I feel like we've all gotten... I feel like everyone in the league has gotten good at rotating everyone. And everyone still gets plenty of ABs and right. plenty of chances to pitch or play the field. But yeah, the the lineups have definitely gone up a little bit. And perfect example of it would be coming into 2016 when you guys had six guys and then it came down to four, which is, mm-hmm. again, kind of perfect that for that year you dropped down to four and... What, what ends up happening, you know?
1: So. But I will interject, and, and this is kind of, I know this because I studied so much. You got teams like 2010, you know, the Red Sox, they had they what? Had more than four, five or six, but they had the right five or six, and then you got the Orioles. That's kind of when the trimming started. Gotham's, I mean, they had a three-man. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it was because Jager was hurt, but they win a couple in a row. Then the Nationals pop on the scene; they get really good, but they had a couple more, you know, four or five, maybe even six, some of those years. Then you guys brought it back to four for that for that twenty sixteen run, and you had the right four. I mean, a compliment of, I mean, Seuss and Nightmare. That's arguably one of the most legendary pitching duos in H R L history. Mm. Everybody knows that pitching duo, yeah. who's been around for a couple
2: of years. So, <laughs> and you had an especially great hitting year that year.
0: <laughs> the summer
2: of that Seuss. made a big difference. Well, yeah, summer.
0: the summer of Seuss.
1: So, kind of walk us through. What was, as was that record
0: that year? Regular season, you remember? Uh-huh.
1: I mean, I can check. Just walk us through as the oh. summer kind of progressed, and you guys knew. Okay, we've been to two straight World Series in a row. You know, Pelp and Seuss. You, we've won three. Nightmare hadn't. You know, Pooh had won one by then. But walk us through as the tides turned to fall, and you guys were getting ready for playoffs. Obviously. Kind of the confidence you guys had rolling into that playoff run. It's
3: funny. I remember um, stopping at the liquor store on the way to the first round series against the Dodgers, and um, I don't know. I just I felt very at peace with how the season had been. 13 7. 13 7. Okay. Um, and just like, I don't know. I've always put immense pressure on myself and, like, kind of held, like, winning as the benchmark of whether or not a season was successful. And it had been just such a fun summer, like, that the thing that I was realizing that would bum me out the most about losing that night would mean not playing more wiffle ball. Mm. Like, that was what I really didn't want to lose. I wanted... Us just keep playing, and I didn't know how it was gonna go. Like, the Dodgers looked super good, and um, and then we ended up, yeah, beating them in two. I was like, oh, that's great. And then we like had the Padres in the next round, and the Padres had a better record than us. That was
5: a tough one. Who was wasn't on it? that team?
3: Shirls, JC, the kid, Monsoon. It's a legendary
1: team that never won a World Series,
3: yes, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and i don't know it was like i think i was pitching against charles in the first game and it was 0-0 in the fourth and charles like lost control uh, nightmare comes up and hits a grand slam and like, it was one and then i think two batters later i like hit a homer two and charles took himself out of the game and it was like when that happened i was like oh dang like i think i think we're going to win this series,
0: and that, which means we're going to... That's just funny that you even mentioned that going into it, that you tried to have no expectations, and that it was that feeling, and that oh, you know, and that's when you kind of whoop ass is because you, you're you thinking the entire league might not even be thinking of you as that good of a team, but you are, you know, and you just do it more naturally, and it comes like that, and of course it does that one year in 2016 after it had been seven years since you guys had won together since Spoon had left
4: mm-hmm. yeah that was a fun text yeah do <laughs> you remember what it said <laughs> I don't <laughs> I remember enjoying it I'm sorry no. you have to say
3: no probably wish I did but yeah I don't know but then like that series was just so fun too um Reds Nationals Volume 3 Volume 3 so like Nationals and they're
0: going for three-peat they're
3: going for a three-peat yep Taco sticks, beard face. Um, Aquaman was not on that 2016 team, okay. um, but he Is was on the previous TJ?
4: team. These are the Orioles. He was. So not on these are. Squad.
3: TJ was not on okay. the squad. Hondo.
4: I got to come back to Hon- the oh, Orioles. Yeah, Hondo. For
3: one series, like for
4: fun, the regular season.
3: Hondo, certainly top five all time for like Hondo postseason clutch, clutch. hitters. That's Hondo, big blonde guy.
0: Hondo batted four fifty five with I've a five hundred three. Okay. Oh, it's all good.
3: Yeah, Hondo was such a nasty hitter. Um, but they were, yeah, I don't know. And I think everyone in the league outside of our, I really believe everyone in the league outside of the four players on our team thought that we were going to get smoked yeah. in that series.
1: And mm-hmm. then, um, I think I
3: walked off sticks in game one.
1: Who at the time was an ascending all time pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, what did he had won a couple of whiffs. Mm-hmm. He was kind of, taking over as, like, the premier pitcher in the league, it seemed like, and I guess Dr. Seuss had uh, a little something to say about that, <laughs> yeah. huh? So, Did you guys start
0: the Rockies in 06? Yeah. The first year of the Rockies? Yep. Yeah. That was the only year of the Rockies. Well, I'm seeing well, – I just clicked on But that smallpox. was their version of the Rockies. Yeah, there have been Sorry. several oh, versions
1: oh, got of the Rockies. You. There have, and that's an interesting deal because, yeah, you said smallpox. I mean, there have
0: been, what, I just three, four, up five iterations was, of it? That was his yeah. rookie year. Yeah. When he was on the on the Rockies. Uh-huh. Shout out Smallpox because I haven't we haven't talked about him much. I know that's so random. <laughs> I'm looking at the dude's stats right now, and dude, he's he's had a career. Like he, he is. is he he's got MVP? an argument for the. He's, be, he's considered. He's, got, the best best in league. He he's the got an he argument. He's got an argument for the best oh, yes. player okay. he was hitter the MVP. And <laughs> okay. well, <that's> pretty good. <laughs> maybe maybe Tyler. I know you probably think that in the back of your head. I'll give you that props right now. Honestly, looking at your stats, you might be the best hitter in HRL history, Do you have which manavis? I think is super cool.
3: Rookie Do year. Do you have him in 32 and
0: 88, batting 410 right. with a 506 OBP. Sheesh
1: he had a year where he hit and this is if you ever dug deep in stats you'll see this. I think it was his second year. He hit four ninety five. Yes. And he's told me the story multiple times about the night where he could have hit five hundred, but they were trying to throw balls behind his back and he was like, you know what? I'm not walking to get five hundred. He swung and he and he didn't get hits. That's so insane. that's valiant and to this day nobody's ever hit five hundred. So that is wow. the most legendary hitting probably regular season of all wow. time.
0: Yeah, um, in terms pucks. of average. So, shout out smallpox. Uh, yeah. yeah, down the boards. It's very sad. But Did we make it to the World Series. I forgot. Yeah, just
1: just walk us uh, through. Sixteen. And, you, know, you started. You started game one with yep. the with the walk off. But as you guys got closer, and then you know talk about games four, five, six.
3: Um, so yeah, we split games one and two. Game three, Pooh Bear like hitting Apple Homer off sticks, and I think we like held on by one run. Super close game. Hubert threw somebody out of the plate. Um, Game four went... It was like taco nightmare. I think they each struck out maybe like 20 guys. Wow. Gunned. Like, the gun was out for that whole Mm. game. It was very impressive. Nationals win that. So we get to game five. And I haven't, like, thrown twice... I haven't won two games in a night since 2006. and We used to talk
4: about that. Like, you hated throwing twice in a night. Yes, And you had not won, and your arm hurt. Yeah. You you just despised it.
3: It never, ever went well. Palp, super fresh. So, Palp and I were talking about who should throw game five. And eventually, I told him, like, I thought he should throw it. Uh, So, he goes out and throws this absolute masterpiece of a gem, holds the Nationals to, like, one run. including like striking out Hondo on I guess, chicken. He threw like thirty five mile an hour like change up, often called that's chicken, right?
4: No, I,
3: it's your. I, it's, your nut nut it's like your. It sounds like <laughs> you <exactly laughs> definitely <laughs> call that a very, slow very slow curveballs. Very yeah. slow mm. curveballs. Which I'm pretty sure, if you rewatch the video, you can hear me yell "no" from left field, like after <laughs> oh he lets my it God. go, and Honda whiffs. like strikes him out. He just throws this masterpiece. That's piece.
0: actually such a great moment because especially a team like go, uh, going for a three peat. You don't see that just too often anyway in the World Series. Someone throw a, a duck up there, you know. Who in the regular season throws one under 40? (laughs)
2: No one. So (laughs) remind me, but I think I pitched against Monsoon in the previous series, right? Maybe. So I'm pretty sure I pitched one game against the Padres, and that was the first time I've ever been gunned in the playoffs. And I started throwing 65, 66, Mm -hmm. and so I kind of on the fly in that game started changed bring speeds speeds. That's right. That is so what happened. at least I had that game to get ready for... So that was the part of, of why you matches. brought
1: out that super slow, effective yep. off-speed off pitch.
2: Yeah, And then um, I was told which pitches to throw to which player, which pitches not to throw to which player, sure. really. And that worked pretty well. No risers to Hondo.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Hondo's pretty good. <laughs> I wish he was still in the league. That would. Uh, there's a lot of young guys that I wish got to see Hondo play in his in He was Phenomenal hitter. Yeah. Um,
0: you had seven home runs that that playoffs. Yes. Yeah. All, so
3: in game five... In 16 walks. Thank you for that. Could have
1: been more.
0: That's like but, one a game. Come on.
1: That's perfect. It's, it's all right. <laughs> um, one and a
0: half. So That's in- how you've played the entire Baby Cakes career. Every time... I swear, almost every game you have a walk. And it's, it's nothing short of impressive. Like... No one can say anything about it, cause as a kid who watches a dude start the game with a walk against a pitcher with the with the likes of Psych or n- against Nightmare. He just hits leadoff home runs, runs against, against
1: me. Let's get that straight. Yeah, just the one. True. Just the
0: one. Sorry. Okay.
1: Game off. one over. You got okay. me back three or four times. <laughs> 2016. Yeah. So game five. Yep. So
3: game five, Palps throwing a gem. Beardface is pitching. Just throwing lights out, and then nightmare like hits one to the tennis court on Central Field One, yeah. and then two batters later, like I put one in the tree. So we're up two to nothing, and then I think maybe they small balled one run, but
2: yeah, they hit a ground ball that I you booted. I didn't boot it. No, it was a pop up. The off your oh yeah, it was <laughs> a pop up, and they it was the ball was in foul territory, but I was in foul, fair territory. it Bounced
3: off his hand.
2: So it was fair. Controversial. Yep. Yeah. It was it's okay. You can
4: add a nimble fielder off but the mound. That's I, fine. I he does other things well. I think I made a Jack couple Dibble, of Jack be uh,
2: quick. Sliding plays. You did make that. a
3: couple sliding plays.
2: And actually I, I fell, but I caught the ball. Yeah. Because it's really hard to bend over when you get old. <laughs> that's that's the hardest thing to keep doing in a wiffle ball is fielding. This field I, I cannot run and bend over at the same time anymore. You so you'll
1: be that, hitting while you're 95, but you won't be
2: in the field. I play. will not be in the field. Okay. Cakes take good care of Palpatine. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have a few fielders. Yeah, you Fortunately, got, you got one yeah. tall guy. I know of, At least, yeah. We one tall. Another guy, guy.
1: Uh, by the name of Pooh Bear. Yeah, he's
0: pretty good too. It's pretty good too. We have a young guy. One. As long as we got another set of of young legs.
2: In Hondi? so nice,
0: so nice. What one we of the him.
2: awesome things about me pitching, especially when we it was the three or four of us, was when I pitched, Spoon and Seuss were in the field. I mean, yeah. that makes yeah. a big difference. When they pitched, oh my god, I was yeah. in the field. So you and you guys three peated. I, I did okay at that age. yeah.
1: Having a great supporting cast behind you as a pitcher, anything that goes past you, you just you just know they're gonna make a play. You know they're going to make errors, of course, but they're going to make a play, and I can trust them. I know where they're going to be in their spots, and oh my god, it's it's it gives you all the confidence in the world as a pitcher just to know you they've got your back.
3: It does. You know? I've never not had the luxury of Spoon or Pooh Bear or Hove or Psych yeah. like in the field when I've made Or Palp, very sure-handed Palp. Yeah, game six. Play.
0: You guys ended up winning 2-1 in Game 5?
3: Won 2-1 in Game 5. Then we had a week-long break because Matt got married in Mexico, and I was like, yeah, so we had like
1: adequate a, pause. a chunk of the
3: team mm, in Mexico sure. for um, the wedding. So he came back all fun. tan. Yep. And then, Palp yeah, if he could pick me up on the way. So.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, gosh.
3: Um, Reminiscent, huh? Yeah.
0: In Game 6, but it's... Sky Hill. Sky, Sky Hill. Hill. Okay. Sky
3: Hill Field yeah, 1. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so bottom one, I'm pitching against Taco, um, bottom of the first, Taco gets me out, gets Pooh Bear out, then, I think he was kind of pitching around Nightmare, and he walked him, but then he also walked Palp, and then he, like, left one out over, um, like, the outside part of the plate to me, and I, like, just poked it over, like, short right for a three-run homer. Mm, wow. Um, and it really did feel
2: like that felt really good. <laughs> it,
1: did feel it was really kind did. of finality it seemed like
2: yeah on the video. That was early
0: in the game though, you said? First. I mean. First. Oh, and that was like you honestly felt that good off of
2: when I, I yeah. I think that kind of yeah, deflated the. I think both teams other knew, team from bit. what
0: I just even saw. It seemed this like both
2: game teams 6 knew. or game, game seven. 7. Were you game there?
1: Seven? No, but I just it Seeing that moment early on in the game, in game six, and they have the lead 3-2, and you know, the Nationals are going for three straight, it just seemed like, okay, that took the wind out of their sails. And I know they yeah. you know, they put up a good
0: fight. And they like did. You, and so. like you said, after multiple things, like, no one thought you were going to get past, any, like, just the playoffs in general, let alone the Nationals, and then you've already got yeah. three games on them, so, yeah. yeah. I,
4: yeah.
3: And it felt that way until, like, Taco hit one 300 feet off me in, like, <laughs> the fourth inning or something. And I'm like, okay, I should be late. Or the fifth inning. And then I'm like, okay, probably shouldn't do that again. Sure. And then sixth inning, um, we're up three to one, two outs, top of the sixth inning, like, this is it. We're right there. Hondo's up. I've got two strikes on him. He, like, falls off multiple pitches. I hang a slider, and he, like, launches it. Long left. That's scary. A la spoon and martini.
1: Yeah.
3: Um in two thousand nine. Um and then so it's three to two and taco's up next, and I just decided like I he's not going to get a pitch that he could hit for a home run. So I threw him five straight sinkers that were like just below the board. He didn't swing at any of them, so he walked.
4: Impressive in itself, oh, honestly. Yeah. You would yeah. think a guy like He'd that minutes- when it's you know
1: you're on the cusp of something that great, and, and it's that that's close, so. and it's a one swing away from being a tied game. He, you would think he, that's he, a great walk, then. TV. That's yeah. a so. that's a fantastic walk. He He's,
2: had an inkling that you weren't going to give him any. Yeah, that's yeah. My, yeah. Oh, he knew, yeah. and he
3: did tell me later that he sh- he wishes he'd swung. Just swinging at, at it. The this is
2: cr- this is so
0: eye opening for me, especially being teammates with you now, and we just played Taco in the playoffs this year. So yeah, I'm just thinking about that now and. I, I could just tell the energy between like when he was. It's a bat. history. Yeah, between you that two. there's history, and he's a very good player. I know that for sure as well. But yeah. Yeah. So amazing. He walked. He walked he three two still top six.
3: Yep, and then Freed, other guys comes up and like grounds out to Pooh
2: Bear, like scoops it up, and that was it. Did it? Did it How was it? that? Like that win felt really good. It had been a while. Did you
0: guys stay at the rink for a while, and you guys go out after? Both. What well, the post game <laughs> celebration yeah. like? Did
3: you do a hot tub? We oh, we didn't do the hot tub. A hot the post. Tub. Yeah. So, um, Lady Red, our scorekeeper, like had champagne. I
2: brought the champagne. You brought the champagne. Yeah.
3: She sprayed the champagne on us champagne. while we were getting interviewed, and um, I rinsed out the cup with Tito's vodka because I wasn't like it just didn't look clean at <laughs> all clean um, but then we brought it to uh, the Lone Oak Grill and they like filled it up with margaritas and put a bunch of limes around the top of the cup and damn um but yeah I don't know the cup's ever
0: been do that drinking oh, yeah. it is amazing like, whoever I'll tell a story incredible. in oh, 10 years of what the cup like went the through same,
1: this <laughs> year yeah it's amazing <laughs> the cup went through absolute hell this yeah, yeah. this past season too but
3: um but no like what that felt like it just
0: yeah It It felt like, I'm sure it felt like what any professional athlete or any, you play, you do anything for a long time, because for a lot of times with someone who's good at what they do, like you three, for example, like you, you start out strong because you're kind of gifted at it and it's kind of your thing. Mm -hmm. And then you go through all those trials and tribulations of... Really having to pick yourself up and do go through the grind years, and then the joy of after all that time winning one again with an entirely different team, even though you guys are still together. So, I'm sure it felt like still like home, and it's and it felt like,
2: yeah, it felt like finally, it (laughs) did,
3: but it also did feel like I don't know, it really was a goal that like I didn't necessarily
4: think was going to be possible to do without. Guy, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and just and you knew there were people in the league that would hang that on you if you didn't win one without me, right? Absolutely, myself more than anybody, wow. probably. But I would have been happy if you'd stuck
3: around
0: and we just kept, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen, yeah, that's a legendary. Wow,
1: that is that is so good for us to hear, and all the viewers, yes,
2: that is fantastic. This is 2008, gosh, he just I mean, looks like such a young kid. That no beer. The other guy there is is Adam, right? <laughs> and no grace. No <laughs> yeah. Zach, you, yeah, you had baby fat into your early twenties. Well,
1: oh, we're yeah. getting we're getting a little uh, long on our time here, so I'll cut one of the subjects we were going to discuss, and we'll kind of wrap oh, this up. And that's literally get to our a last capsule right there. Last discussion. Helps showing us a, a, pi- a picture
0: from what you say? O- O-8. 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 Okay. O-8. That's like prime. Yeah. Football prime right there for the entire league because 15 years from when we're recording this episode and the league was <laughs> and the league at that time was a few years in so things had started to get going I and like you said it was so established
1: already
4: mm-hmm. yeah, so
1: I mean that just brings us to our last point and mm-hmm. and we promised you know trying to stay under a couple hours but this has just been so great and if you're still listening to this you know just. Thank you because this has been so insightful and we've learned so much, and you guys are going to learn so much. But, you know, I'll put this on all you guys. And actually, I want to start with Spoon. What does the HRL Hall of Fame mean to you? And then we'll kind of go down the list and let's just talk
4: about the Hall of Fame. Well, I got to be honest, you shouldn't have started with me because <laughs> it, it would be nice, but I mean, a theme that's been running under this conversation I think is really good. how you talked about. You know, what it's like to be nervous about succeeding, and Zach feeling like one of the things that really let your performance go to the next level was realizing that it was okay if you lost, right? Absolutely. Not wanting to stop playing with ball with your friends, but knowing, like, look, there's more to life than this. I mean, that's, that's right. what happens when you go from loving this game and being 23 and being 40 or 35, or whatever it is. Like, you have kids, and more happens in your life, and then it seems like you've had a renaissance of appreciating how meaningful this actually is, and I hope it's always part of your life, but what the fun we had together, and how great the HRL guys were, and how they a little bit taught us a lot about how to, how to be a grown-up and live in the world, I'm gonna have that no matter what, so would it be fun to be in the Hall of Fame? It would, but it doesn't, it's not gonna it doesn't matter to me as much as maybe it's gonna matter to HRL historians and people who are s- still trying to make sure that the league is is well
0: institutionalized.
4: But it would be fun, I'm not gonna lie, that'd be fun. Great. I vote, for, p- vote for me. That was a bad <laughs> pitch. There we go. Bad okay. pitch, man. That's a, that's
0: about as classy, classy and uh and humble over response to that question as, as you could possibly get. To be honest,
1: I mean, just look at what the guy did after he hit the walk off in Game Seven. Hands the trophy right to his teammates. And I oh, think that it's not that mine, it's yours.
0: and humble. I like pointing out every time I say something like this because I am a young dumb kid when it comes to a lot of things that are talked about by guys that have been in the league for so long and who have so much experience and history in this league and have put so much effort into it and i know i have but to have say when it comes to something like hall of fame it's it really is classy in my opinion to recognize that it's not something that maybe needs to be you're not hinting at it but in my mind it's kind of hinting at the point that it's not something that maybe we need to have all these constraints on or all these nitpicky um things with yeah
1: requirements type of deal one of, thing you
0: know. that we talked about was like before we even did the first episode when we were talking about Hall of Fame was it shouldn't be anything and this is obviously a, a complete take an opinion that me and Evan have had on the side just as long-time best friends we've, that we've just talked about but that Hall of Fame in any sport and like it should be in a league like the HRL it's just about the impact that you had on the league and it should be undeniable and someone like Spoon for a prime example should be in the Hall of Fame just based off of sheer impact and accomplishments during prime of the league and that's only in just his way so the HRL Hall of Fame is we should just all be having fun and wanting to play in general but the Hall of Fame is just a bonus, and like I said, that's coming from a young man's perspective, though, young and dumb. So. And To me,
1: I've, I've said this to Hov, I've said this to many others, and I, I hope that people can remember this as when they think of the Atrial Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame should consist of players that you can't tell the league's story without, and the league's story cannot be told without a guy like Spoon, the league story cannot be told without guys like Palpatine and Dr. Seuss as well, and so sitting here in the presence of three of the all-time greats this league has ever seen, three all-time great people, great guys, great family men, and ultimately great wiffle ballers, it's been a privilege, and and I just I can't wait because I know this is the season, this is the off season that Spoon is going to get inducted, and I'm just so grateful to get to meet you and get to know you a little bit better tonight. And, it's just fantastic to hear what you've had to say, and you're very humble. But I just hope you know that we're going to get you in, whether it's this year. If not, fine, we'll get you in next year. Um, you deserve to be there, Spoon. Absolutely.
3: Couldn't agree more. As, uh, as far as you know, the fun, competitive parts of the league. Um, I mean, obviously all. The accomplishments and the awards, winning National Player of the Year, um, all those things that he did, but also that he was um, somebody that everyone enjoyed sharing the rinks with and, you know, was always, you know, centered sportsmanship in all of the games that we played. I just think that can't be
1: can't be uh, overlooked. Can't be overlooked. So vote for Spoon. Just gotta get him in. And vote for others. Let's get a couple guys in, right? How many I mean, TJ gosh. should probably
0: be in, too. Yeah, TJ's... And a if you're listening player. to this... If you're listening to this podcast on Monday... And by the way, if you're still listening, or if you ever make it through this hour 45, two hours that we're at right now, God bless your soul. But... You don't have to listen
1: in one iteration. You can always pause it. Right? That's true. fast forward. We could a lot of guys <laughs> work from Hey, if you work from home, throw it on in the background. Yeah. Boom, you got a quarter of your day covered. If right you're there. listening to this, when it's it comes
0: good. out on Monday, tomorrow... We're going to have more talk about the Hall of Fame. That's going to give you more insight. And the next day we will. And the next day we will. So, And hopefully we can have more open discussions about it. Especially throughout the 2023 season since it's the 20th season. It's on a lot of people's minds. And we definitely need to talk about it. And I'm glad we could bring it up with these gentlemen too.
2: I just got to interject. I'm, yeah. I'm planning to outlive the Hall of Fame. So,
0: <laughs> There you go. Heard it here first. <laughs> I think you give a good perspective, too. Like, what do you think about... I mean, I don't really like asking this question that much, but I can't help it because it's a, it's a perfect example to show how someone, an, a veteran of the league, might think about how someone gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Because in the in, for example, Stash and Sanchez's podcast, and I've heard rumblings just around the league, there's just question on how someone should be inducted and yeah i would say, i would recommend we don't need to go in that much into detail with it but just your thought on that for example
2: did you say earlier there were only four people in the hall of fame yes i think the fact that we've had so many years and there've been so many people who put so much effort into the hall of fame or into the woofball league mm-hmm. making the woofball league happen that's not just there've been so many great players too um, you know, if you're going to have a Hall of Fame, you might as well have those good players in there as well as all the people who have done so much to make the league happen. But I mean, the Hall of Fame is cool, but it's being able to play wiffle ball with everybody that is everything, right? Mm-hmm. The Hall of Fame just adds to that fun.
0: So maybe we shouldn't be trying to get as many people into the Hall of Fame as we can It should really be saved. I guess that would completely push the point of the Hall of Fame then. That it should only be for the guys who are undeniable, maybe. Yeah, or or I'm just coming from the perspective that like that's like the
2: that's how I look at the Hall of Fame for any professional or or maybe there should be, you know, three or four guys per year that we've had in there. It could be it could be both. It could be be either, either you know? Yeah. I I think it's I think the Hall of Fame is mostly just for fun for all the guys who are in the I league. Agree. And, you mm. know, whatever they choose to do, mm. that's fine.
3: I think, thinking specifically about Spoon, if you'd asked anybody in the league when he left in 2010 whether or not he should be a Hall of Famer, I'd be blown away if fewer than 95% would have said yes. Yeah, you know, mm. It's just, it's, there's... What he did over
0: the period of time he was in the league is something that, like, really hasn't been done. And that puts into perspective then asking the question of should we get guys in or when should guys be getting into the, to the yeah, I mean, like, criteria. I think
3: the only reason why he is not in already is because we didn't have active voting back then
0: yeah you and know? it's
3: a backlog We've that's why it's a backlog it. it.
0: he was he, he he pointed out in our first podcast that me and him did that we just want to help open the conversation to it just because we have
1: to somebody has to we're we're doing hear, it right we hear
0: we hear guys that we look up to talk about it and we're in the unique position of being younger to just be like will tell us like what should we do we want to just help out because obviously we're not going to be in the Hall of Fame right now but we want to help figure it out for everyone it could be kind of
2: cool if um, the people who voted for people going into the Hall of Fame could be peers of the people who might be eligible right mm. people who played with them
0: yeah
4: but that's the biggest thing like the Hall of Fame is cool I'd love to be in the Hall of Fame that's super fun but the Hall of Fame is supposed to be representative of respect of your peers right and the most important thing is that guys that I care about, that I found to be great players and great guys, thought I was hard to play against, right? Like, the fact that the man thinks I was good, the tugboat thinks I was good, Mulgs, T-Bad, all those guys, that matters a lot more than whether you get to be on a list on a website. Sure. Or not. And I would love to have the vote, but, like, the fact that you two are being super nice to me and, like, extra complimentary when you don't have to be, that means more than if... if people decide I get to be in the Hall of Fame.
0: So, thank you. That's super, that's great. You make and a like, good point. And that's what matters most. Well, so. Yeah. Especially, because we're not going to have, like, voting with everyone in the league right now to induct a guy who was in the league a decade ago. Yeah, and no,
4: I don't. When blame, I don't know. I don't blame when some When none of the guys they don't know, don't know anything.
0: No, yeah, exactly. So, um, that's why it doesn't have to be this thing that we all come to a consensus on. The guys who have all been in the league need to discuss and just be like it's obvious, you know? Like you you have a guy that you think did enough cuz we only have the handful of guys who have been in the league since day 1 or Start even near finish. day 1. Maybe that's an idea right there. Each one of those guys gets to pick someone. That yeah, deserves and active, to that active be all players open.
4: aren't eligible. I mean, you're going to have like five MVPs in five years. For yeah. now it's <laughs> for now it's, I think
1: you have to have six league seasons played to even vote. To even vote. Okay. okay. So I sitting here right now Psych, I have never voted on Hall of Fame yet. And I heard it was four years, I then I heard that that it was rule. five, that rule is then true. I heard it was six. So until I hear that it's seven, all, all, all of a sudden, I'm going to be voting this spring, you know, before the winter meeting on Hall of Fame. And, you know, I plan to be a part of the group that gets somebody inducted this year, at least yeah.
0: one person. You can tell talking to Evan about it that he cares, that oh, he's okay. excited to, to vote for it because... As you point out something really important, that it's the chiller, the, the more relaxed side of the Hall of Fame. Well, to, to a lot of guys and to an entire generation that's going to come up in this league, I think a lot of guys recognize just how important a Hall of Fame is in any sport, especially one that's been around for 20 years now. And it's just going to be important to make sure that we... That we do get it right in some aspect. That we give the credit where credit is due and not um, not overstress ourselves at the same time, yeah. you know? Spoon getting in would be a big step towards getting it right. And I think and then, even if he wasn't sitting here right now, I know me and Evan would both be advocating for that being a perfect, a perfect reason to get... The Hall of Fame going again in this offseason with a player that, as a kid who doesn't know much about the league, he is the shining example of someone that is automatically in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. If I'm looking at stats of baseball, hockey, football, golf, any of my major sports that I've ever played... And I see stats like spoons and I know the clutch moments that he's been a been a part of. They're just there is no point for waiting when it comes to inducting someone like that into the Hall of Fame, especially when when his career as like he's like he stated on this podcast, is probably coming has probably already long come to a close. I'm just getting fatter every year <laughs> to get it done. <laughs> his his prime is come and gone, but uh but what a prime it was. Yeah, exactly. And, we're, we're, shit, we're probably going to talk to a couple more Hall of Famers this week that you guys Absolutely. will hear on this podcast. So, But it's
1: been, I mean, it's been such a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being willing to do this. And I know we had to make a couple things work, but it's just been fascinating to hear what you guys have all talked about. And the early years, I mean, we were seven, eight years old at that time when that was all going down. And now... Like Hope said, he's a teammate of yours. I played with you too. And now we get to just hang out as, as friends and teammates and, and competitors in the league. And and uh, Spoon's out of it now, but what a run he had. And I can't wait for the, non- the young guys and the new guys to do their research that they need to do, go see who Spoon was, and, and, and ultimately... You
0: know, if you're still listening or you get to this point, Evan just reminded me, go watch old Red's footage on the HRL YouTube I can say as a fan that that is some of the most legendary clips you'll see on there.
1: And shout out Truck for doing all that video footage early in the league's history like that. It was
0: all Truck. Unbelievable. Absolutely
1: fascinating stuff. How
0: much time he put
3: in. I don't know if we would. How great the quality was. The league would not be...
2: uh, It wouldn't exist the way it does at all without Truck. I mean, everyone
3: sitting around the
0: microphone right now got hooked on the HRL by watching videos. Exactly. Like, I don't know if we said it while while we were rolling yet, or if it was before when we were chatting it up, but what year was that he did in the, the movie theater? Was that just one 2007, season? 2007.
3: Yeah. HRL DVD.
0: Perfect example right there. Yeah. And, um... Shit, I don't even know. He's the godfather. Yeah.
1: And you guys are three legends, and it's a pleasure to be in your presence, and yeah. Any uh, any last words for our viewers out there? Yeah, Sign I didn't off? know if we
0: were going to close it up right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> we got to close it somewhere. It's day. been two Plus. hours. I'm so glad we got all this content, though, for everyone, because it's the most legendary three dudes in the league, 100%, in my opinion. So. Yeah, you guys have any closing words, Spoon? I'll
4: just say it's been super fun. Uh, it just really makes me sad that I couldn't play against all these guys. Right, not to, not for any Hall of Fame eligibility reason, but like, it's amazing to watch the first phase of the league, and then that middle phase, and then this new phase, and there's going to be another and another, and the fact that it's gone 28 years is just incredible, and everybody who's been a part of it is so happy they got to be. And just 20, I'm sorry, I'm 20, not 28. All right, 20 is still pretty good. 20 is pretty darn good. 20 is pretty good. But. Pretty amazing. And yeah. just the fact that people are willing to take—it's a rec league, right? Everyone's volunteering their time. You guys drove Ever from Prior Lake to do this podcast. We appreciate cool. that. Yeah. I mean that—the fact that everybody's willing to come out on a weeknight and hang out and play wiffle ball is great. And I, we're just really lucky to be a part of it. And thanks for keeping the tradition going. We'll
3: say it is just so much fun, like seeing, like specifically you two, like how much you just love and enjoy. And this league, and just how great you both are too, Mister Like the Sticky Paw and four time (laughs) MVP, and um, I don't know. It's just it's awesome to just see how this league keeps growing and evolving, and uh, it's in very good hands.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we're definitely trying to carry the torch that you guys helped start. Yeah.
2: any last words Palpatine it's just been so much fun I it's made life so much more fun so yeah thanks everybody I have a good time every week we were I hope that this week
0: that this episode specifically reaches the most amount of people in the league just because um Spoon was only here for this week in between Christmas and New Year's and yeah, I've never met him. Evan has never met him and it was something super cool that we got to do to come here and and talk to these three together, which doesn't happen too often after so long since since that three peat, you know, since since we've for wishes. Um, and God to reiterate the first thing that we said on our first episode, so blessed. I know when me and Evan were driving here, it was exactly how Zach was describing those nervous talks before the first games in the HRL or before the World Series. Me and Evan have been experiencing the exact same thing, and I know that there's guys out there who have been going through the same thing. Dumpy, um, our our friends from Prior Lake, um, I know there's plenty of guys around the league, and Plenty of, plenty of people who care about what happens in game or or off the field when it comes to rules, when it comes to Hall of Fame, when it comes to, you know, team events or just off season, off season anything or Wiffle ball that goes outside of the HRL, like the UF Championship or MNWA or all the reach that we're able to get, and I know how cool it is that, for me and Evan especially, to be able to talk especially with three guys like we just did and um god all i know as as the dude who's recording the podcast i know two hours is a lot of content and if if anyone needs a gold mine for hrl content you just (laughs) ran into it right here and i
1: wish we had four more hours Yeah. yeah yeah But it's been fascinating, and, and we can't wait to uh, interview more legends for our legend lineup. Um, this will be one of four days that we will have guests on, and Friday you and I will kind of uh, wrap everything up and kind of take in everything that we saw over the last couple days. So, um, again, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. And, and We
0: appreciate it a lot. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks so much thanks. for doing this. So. Thanks for doing it. Yeah.
1: With that, HRL, we will sign off for the uh, episode. This has been the Atrial Touch'em All podcast Legend Lineup Volume 1 for Dr. Seuss, Palpatine, Spoon, and Hove. I'm Psych. Um, peace out, Atrial.
0: HRL touch Touch'em All podcast where we will touch them all. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well-